Hey, finally, new episode of the podcast. Finally, finally, finally. Uh, before I get rolling here, I just wanted to uh, give some love to to my buddy Ian McPartland. Um, so Ian is thinking about doing some advertising with with the podcast, and I thought, you know what, I like the guy a lot already. So why not do like a, just a quick little shout out to him, even when he's not officially a sponsor. But Ian uh, runs a his own State Farm uh, branch over in Tinley Park, so you can always go check him out. Ian McPartland. I know. Even craft beer enthusiasts need uh, they need some some insurance every now and again, but Ian's a regular over at Crafted 1979 where I've been uh, where I've been slinging beers for the last six months or so. So I've gotten to know him. He's just an awesome dude. Um, so you can always check him out and just let him know. You know if you if you heard this and all of a sudden you needed a quote on insurance, so just let him know you heard it on the podcast. Just uh, want to do him a solid here. Uh, his office number you can call him at 708-444-0556 or you can stop in the office at uh, it's eight two three. West 185th Street and uh, Suite 400 in Tinley Park at 60487. So, again, it's com. Uh, he's a state farm agent, but more more or less, he's just an awesome dude. He comes in there, and, and we share a lot of beers together. And him and uh, my guy Nick, they, they come in quite a bit, and they're just good dudes. So he's thinking about doing some sponsorship to the show, so I figured I'd just throw, throw him a shout-out at the beginning. Anyways, uh, new episode, like I said, finally, and like usual, please check out uh, all my social media. Go to in my Instagram for uh, Average Joe's Beer Podcast. You can follow me that way on Instagram. And then uh, anywhere else, you can get me at, uh, you know, just search Average Joe's Above Average Beer Podcast uh, and find us on Podbean, in iTunes, uh, all the major Spotify, all that stuff. And Facebook, I think I already said that. Twitter, um, I'm at JoeBob41. Same with Untapped, at JoeBob41. So awesome episode. So glad to get back on the horse. I got a bunch more coming in the near future. Uh, I was slacking. There was a lot going on. And I had a few cancellations. Finally got a few more things scheduled here. So you'll see a lot coming out for me soon. I know a lot of people have been coming to me and complaining that they haven't had anything to listen to on their ride home. My apologies. I hope this uh, will suffice. This is, uh, I went up to Bloomingdale in the northwest suburbs. So I hung out with uh, Katie and Christoph over at uh, Wolfton. By far, like, the craziest, you know, just tap room when you walk in i mean i hate to even call it a tap room it's like this beautiful basically home you're walking into with this amazing detail and great woodwork and like every detail seemed to be taken into consideration uh including the beer the beer's pretty goddamn good too so uh get your, go up there and get get some crawlers to take home with you get out there and just enjoy the ambiance i mean the, the place is just incredible I, it, I promise it will blow your mind when you walk in we recorded this live from the snug which you'll hear right away you'll hear about the snug but just awesome people, uh, Katie and Christoph Wolfton. All right, now we're actually rolling. So. Mm-hmm. We're rolling. So, first of all, thank you guys for doing this. It's your your Sunday. You could be doing anything with it. It's, thank you're, you. You're sitting with me in the snug, right? It's the, the snug, or is it just snug? The snug. The snug. All right. So tell them who you are, and where we're at, and, uh, and then we'll then we'll go. My name is Christoph Wolf. I am owner and head brewer here at Wolf Den Brewing. And I'm Katie Wolf, and I do everything else here at Wolf Den. <laughs> <laughs> I do everything else. That's a large umbrella, that seems like. <laughs> do you do nothing else, Chris? Is that oh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I've been told. <laughs> that's just what I've been told. All right, tell them, tell them about the room. I, can't, I feel like I can't do it justice, what, the room we're sitting in. I was just telling you guys, I don't get like a nice classy spot usually for these podcasts, and this just feels right. Um, so the room, this was originally the kitchen um, 
from the original har- farmhouse. And when we moved in, it was like the office area. And we wanted to keep the basic footprint of the original building. So we decided to make it what it, what it is today. Um, it was originally called The Nook. And we watched a f- movie called the, what was it? The Irish Pub. I, oh, I have no idea what it was called. I just remember what it was It was a documentary. Yeah. It was a documentary on Irish pubs. And the first thing they talked about was how all Irish pubs have a room called the snug and it was originally where women were supposed to drink because they weren't supposed to drink at the bar or it was where the businessmen did their transactions in private so the first one made me feel more comfortable (laughs) i feel like i belong in this room because of that not the business side of things we just thought it made sense because i guess every single irish pub that you go into will have this little room off the main area and it's called the snug so we're like oh instead of the nook let's call it the snug Um, Because a lot of stuff in here, people say, tends to feel kind of like an Irish pub. So it made sense. It's got a little bit of that. It's got some like Northwoods feel to it, too. I mean, a lot of that wood and and a lot of the the branches. I mean, even the branches basically that are right here are just awesome. Yeah. We wanted Um, it to feel like a a place where you go to kind of get away from your stress and almost like a vacation spot in the Northwoods. I feel like that's where I'm at right now. Actually, it's actually doing its job right now. But plus, the cool the sign above it is awesome. Just says "snug" on it, right? Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Uh, That I feel like that's a good place to start organically too. That that, that's the first thing we we start talking about because, for my experience with you guys, this is my first time actually walking through the doors while you're functional and that. But watching you guys build this place out over the last I don't know how long how long you think I've been watching on social media? How long you've been posting stuff about the building itself? It had Um, to be like a year and a half at least, right? It feels like it. Okay, so so talk about that a little bit for, for people who aren't familiar with you. I know a lot of the beer community is already familiar with you guys, and I know Katie, you worked at New Whistle for a while, so I'm sure you have a lot of connections with all over the suburbs and that with with yeah. beer. But for the people that don't know you guys, like this is like a f- an incredible house, basically when you pull up to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we wanted it to just feel really comfortable. Um, you know, we wanted to be a little bit different than uh, other breweries um, in the just with it feeling more warm and inviting uh, rather than a lot of cement. So when we were looking for a spot, um, we looked in a few different cities. We found that Bloomingdale was looking for a brewery at the time. And I don't know how many other places we looked at, but this was one of the first. And right away when we walked through, um, we both love old stuff. We love antiques. And we walked in and we were like, this place is from 1851. This is so cool. And right away we had a vision for it. So it kind of just took off from there. Um, it was never um, it was never registered as historic because they thought whoever built whoever bought it was just going to tear it down. Yeah, it, it was, was in it was in rough was, shape. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was vacant for eight years before we bought it, so squirrels were living in here and um, dying in here. Yeah, That's we found a lot of corpse yeah. squirrels. There's a, few, um, there's a few mummified rodents. Yeah. So it was a really big job, and that's why we we decided to put so much of it on social media. Um, it was just such a cool like journey that we went through. It was fascinating. It. I wish you guys would have had a camera crew. Like honestly, I wish you guys would have <laughs> made like a Netflix show out of it. I would have binged that thing just to watch. <laughs> like, it was just fascinating to me to see like holy shit, that's such an undertaking, you know, in in a day where you're seeing guys that uh, guys and girls that are looking for s- something like this are like. Where the strip mall has a space, you know, like, yeah. can we make this a brewery? Can we make this whatever, you know? 
to, to see somebody take that kind of undertaking on and like you guys probably knew right off the bat like this is going to take a while like yeah. this is a commitment this is, a, is well, yeah. an investment we uh, knew it was going to be hard not only time but you know money and and, and just life in general yeah. yeah it was our life for a full year i mean was- the good thing is like we live only like less than 10 minutes from here you know so uh, being what this place was and how much work had to go into it we knew that we had to be really close to it. Uh, you know, not just like physically, but like we, we were really close to this build out. Like we had a hand in almost every decision Mm -hmm. that was done. So it was nice that we were so close because on a day when they were, you know, trying to put something in or they had quite, the guys had a question about like, Oh, what, what, which way does this have to go? You know, like, Oh, we'll we'll just drive over and just take yeah. a look. Let's be safe. We'll come. Sure. We'll yeah, go look. like we'll be there. It was hard though because they all start at six a.m. and we had so many calls at seven a.m. that were like, "We're not going to start this project until you get here and tell us what you want." So I I was working at Noon Whistle at the time, and if it was like a late night that I was working there, I was getting up early. They party. They party there. over there. <laughs> I blame Paul. I blame Paul for most of it at this point. I always blame Paul. Um, no, but it, it was a definitely a, a difficult few months where I was working really hard on both sides and, mm-hmm. um, but it was a lot of fun, you know, I mean, it was really cool to have such a, a um, large amount of input on everything. I mean, down to every little detail you see in here, we had our hand on. Well, I mean, I'd like to get into your guys' mindset before even looking at a building, but you said something interesting when you were talking about seeing this place is you said Bloomingdale was like actively searching for a brewery. Yes. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. yeah. See, that's so, that's so crazy to me. I mean, the, most of the stories I'm hearing are guys four or five years in. So they're like, you know, they're, they're pitching a brewery rather yeah. than, you know, somebody's looking for it. So what was that like? It was, it was pretty nice. How'd you guys uh, find out about that? First of all, I had this so, yeah, we've got, we know people. <laughs> some hush hush. Uh, so one of our good friends, uh, Brian Gay at the time, was the economic developer for DuPage County. And he knew Mayor Franco here in Bloomingdale. And I guess a year or two previously, they were out in Vegas for some sort of convention. I don't know, convention. Some mayor convention. Yeah, yeah <laughs> big wig convention. Uh, and they were talking about it. And, you know, the mayor was discussing how he really likes, you know, uh, different neighborhoods in the city and all the breweries out there and like how the feel is and um you know what they bring to the area and uh brian was like yeah like it's really great out here in the suburbs too like we're really trying to build it up more like outside of chicago um so since you know i've known him for a long time he knew that we were doing or we were working on a brewery um so he's like well you know i got some friends like maybe maybe i'll talk to them about it um we looked at a few other yeah we yeah we looked at some other villages so and, different uh, yeah they weren't very receptive <laughs> at all they thought so, it was just another bar yeah so Do we want to name cities and <laughs> i i play would, that game no no no, no. um <laughs> on, you guys are already here that's uh, you know, no, okay that's no, okay um so you know we came back and we're like hey brian like why don't you why don't you talk talk to the mayor of bloomingdale like let's see what's going on so he got us in we had a meeting we were talking and they're like yes like you know we really want one we want to do like something nice here in town and blah, blah, blah. So he showed us a couple of properties that they owned and this was one of them. And oh, really? This was this fell under that? I thought yeah. you, the story was going to be like they showed us a bunch of garbage that, you know. Like, yeah, oh, then boy. they showed us this garbage yeah. and we're like, yes. <laughs> we want this garbage. Yeah. Because yeah. it's old and shit. And we yeah. like old shit. And we like old yeah. shit, not new shit. Yeah. 
Um, so they showed us this. Uh, they owned it, and they're like, we're holding on to it because it's it's an anchor spot in their downtown area. So they really wanted to choose like what ended up happening with it. Um, so that's why they owned it, and they sold it to us. And um, they're like, yeah, do it, do the brewery here, you know, because we because we were like, we we don't want to tear it down. We want to actually yeah. go through and rebuild this make it nice and have it fit in what was that like though once you said yes to this place and and you know that the numbers were right and then you, you signed everything like you had to have some sort of inspection i take it too right were you thinking like they're not gonna they're not gonna approve this place <laughs> well <laughs> no um it, the funny thing is is like they don't inspect anything until after you've started doing oh, really? stuff yeah well so, i was yeah. thinking like just purchasing it you know, just purchasing the property itself. You know, like you buy a home, you got to get a home inspection well, type yeah. thing. Like, oh, they you, told us it was terrible. Plan, yeah, you know. if you plan to live there, <laughs> right? But I mean, did they like the structure must be good? Like the that bones must be okay. Good enough. Good enough. It really isn't until you build it out. I mean, then they yeah. do all their their tests. Is there to make some sure. reinforcements here? Yeah. Well, because when we bought the property, uh, you know, it, it was commercial. And, you know, we weren't planning on living here or doing anything. We're just like, well, we're going to buy it and we're going to rebuild it. And this is what it's going to be. So at that point, everybody's like, all right, cool. Here you go. You know, give us the money. Do whatever you want. <laughs> and it's only after you give them the plans and you start doing work on a property that they actually start to look at things and, you know, make sure that it's all like up to code and up to grade. And that's when they approve it. So like the, the bones here were pretty good. Um, but when we tore everything down to the guts, you know they they doubled up like all the uh, all the studs for the walls. You know they would, like oh. redid a lot of the foundation, a lot of the stuff that's like holding yeah, we had up to the floor. Repour the foundation that we're on top of right now. Oh yeah, there was yeah. nothing under. Well, yeah, because there was no foundation. This, it makes me feel more snug. The, yeah. Yeah. This was a wraparound porch at one point, and there was no foundation under it. So when we moved in and they looked under, they were like. We can't really, uh, this, this can't be like for public use if there's no foundation under it. Yeah. Sure. It's just going to fall and, you know, slide into the ground at one point. <laughs> so from there, they, they take steps and say like, okay, well, you know, yeah, you can do this as long as, uh, you know, you put a foundation under it. Yeah. And then we're like, okay, well, here. It, it was a crazy process. We learned yeah. so much. I, I always say like, I can't just have all this knowledge now and not ever do it again. I I have like... I, I like want to do it again at some point in my life just because I learned so much. Oh, it was I, crazy. I, I would kick ass at this next time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> first time you're, you're such you're a rook, you know? Yeah. yeah. Know. We had a lot of help, though. Yeah. Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah. I bet. And we couldn't have done it without all that help either. Yeah. You know? I, I was having uh, my first drink at your bar and I noticed a. Uh, something about a little help from your friends on on the uh, bar top. Am I right? Was yeah. that what I saw? Yeah. Yeah. We have quotes. There's like a little four music, quotes. little music quote there. Yeah. Oh, I like that. And all the wood. <laughs> yeah, and it makes makes sense, right? It's something like this doesn't just happen. Yeah. You know, like one one and person, two people can't do this. Yeah. I mean, it's you know people will have to see it and and you know go to, go to Google and look at like the Google you know photos of this place when you're listening to this and see just the visual and then come visit them because. It's incredible, it, and it fits, you know, I mean, just the, what, 10 minutes we've been rolling through the podcast and sitting in this little area, the doors opened a couple of times, and these people, it, it has a home feel to it, 
visually and 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 feels like it but the people that are coming here see you guys in the corner and they're like oh hey hey there's there's Mm -hmm. chris and katie over there like it has that kind of vibe to it yeah it has a little (laughs) bit of that feel to it yeah we didn't we didn't set out to be the cheers of bloomingdale but it's kind of it's kind of become cooler than that it's cooler than cheers i mean cheers is great but man like you guys it's more something else it's something else you're you're wolfton you're wolfton brewing yeah um so so what was what was the thought process before searching i mean what the hell were you thinking before even looking at the seeing this property or knowing you're like have you always wanted to open a brewery like you just um you want me to take this one (laughs) yeah you started (laughs) you hear my leather chair scoot (laughs) that's what's up so we have very different backgrounds um we neither of us came from knowing a ton about beer. Um, we both loved beer always. And Chris was a home brewer, um, for at this point, eight years, I think. Yeah, eight years now. And, um, I just, we, whenever we go on vacation, we always were looking for the breweries to go to. And, um, it's just always been a big part of our lives. So should we also um, add that you, you guys are married, right? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, the people probably figured that out when you said your last names were both Wolf, yeah. but just so they know, they're like, wait, they just hung out and yeah. knew they like to go to breweries <laughs> together. Yeah. Um, so I strangely enough have a, a jewelry design background. I went to school for art, um, uh, became a, a jewelry designer for about eight years and unfortunately the places I worked didn't work out or the, the places that I worked they one of them closed down and one of them just didn't work out um, and I, I have it in my blood kind of to be an entrepreneur my parents were um, so I always wanted to do it so we wrote out a few different business plans and the only one where we could both work together and both really enjoy what we were doing was the brewery so once we um, wrote it all out and looked at the numbers we're like, all right, let's do this. You know, it's now or never. Let's just do it. And okay, it f- first, first thought is, what? What were the other ones? Um, <laughs> a boutique. <laughs> um, Chris, what did you think about the boutique? What was your uh, <laughs> like? The numbers didn't work. The I numbers mean, didn't work out, and it's very f- hard. The, the products are all expensive. You can't. You don't. You're not going to get like you know 15 sales a day yeah. for jewelry and clothing and a little boutique in the burbs. Right. They, Do you guys have business backgrounds too? I mean, no. to even just okay, but yeah. you just have kind of like you said, you have people to turn to and talk to, yeah. and you kind of mm-hmm. learn from probably watching, mm-hmm. you know, over the years. Okay, so like a boutique, a brewery. What else? What else was in the in the bag? That was pretty much it. Those I mean, two I've, big ones. I mean, yeah. I think we just like we always kinda, have little ideas. Yeah, mm-hmm. tossed around a bunch of ideas. But the ac- now I'm curious about those. <laughs> what <laughs> well are the, the little the, ones? The, I have ADDs when I, it comes to this. I honestly, at this point, don't remember. I mean, just for <laughs> as far as business plans, like the business plan itself is such a huge undertaking. It is so much work. I mean, it, it's crazy. Like we had no idea what we were doing. We downloaded like a template to write out a business plan. And, and just that was 26 pages in PowerPoint and mm-hmm. you fill in all the numbers and you have to Google every little thing to figure out like what this means and what that means. And it was so, so overwhelming. So just to do one was crazy, but we did two and that was plenty. It, I mean, we were working on that for what, two years before we even um, opened or before we even found the property. Oh yeah. Probably two years. Yeah. A lot of research I'm sure. So uh, much. I mean, which was of, fun. A lot of research. Like how much did your time at noon whistle play into even like desiring to do something like this? I mean, so when I left my previous job in corporate, um, I, I left kind of, 
wouldn't say on a whim, but I was just done. Um, I decided at that point I was like going to dedicate myself to the beer world. Um, I went to school at COD for the craft um, craft business or craft uh, brew business. Um, and then I got my job at Noon Whistle. The guys were nice enough to take a chance on me when I had no prior experience. So um, it really took off from there. I mean, I learned so much from them. I learned so much from the customers. Um, I just soaked in as much information as I could. And we went to every brewery that we could possibly go to in Chicagoland. So um, we just, I mean, like I said, we did so much research at that point. Um, that's really where, that's when we got serious when I left my job. <laughs> that's when I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Wow. Things got real. Yeah. There was no income. <laughs> right. Scary. I was bringing in yeah. enough to live. <laughs> we survived. All right. Yeah. God we survived. We're here, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Still have a house. So what was it? What you, so did you kind of start like just helping out at Noon Whistle and then like fully went in new like did you no, they just hired do like me evenings so right away yeah. you were full on mm-hmm. out of one world into the other yep. okay so it wasn't like i was helping out on wednesdays and then i decided you know what fuck this i'm leaving i'm no. going to new whistle <laughs> i was probably Full-time. unemployed for all of like a month yeah, i can't you, sit still i'm no, like one exactly. of those people that just i yeah. can't sit still so i i like put my resume out everywhere when i started school i talked to everybody there like who can help me find a job in the industry? I need a job in the industry. I was looking every, at every single position I could. Um, but like I said, they were, they were close, which was awesome. And just so happened they had an opening. And So you made a conscious in. effort when you left to go into beer specifically. Yes. I was thinking that you already had a line on Noon Whistle and that gave no. you the thought to mm-hmm. like, okay, I can do this because I know I can go there. So you were literally like, you were trying to work anywhere in that world, in 100%. that realm. Oh, no shit. That's that makes it even crazier to me. Good for you. Huh? <laughs> Thanks. It's fu- it's it, it was fun to completely change your industry. I mean, it's it, it's just so different to all of a sudden be you know from a fashion background to the beer. I mean, it could not be any different. But it was awesome. It was so much fun learning a whole new industry. Oh yeah, I can imagine. So what about you? I mean, what were you doing before before this fucking before madness all, that, that is around you? Yeah. Um, well, when I went to school, I went to school for a lot of different things. Um, but I, uh, I took a few years of sculpture, um, art, you know, art major. Um, I ended up getting a degree in, um, TV and film production. Oh no shit. So that's also weird. I was a TV broadcast major myself. Yeah, see? Started off in a different, I was I started off in fashion merchandising, went Whoa. to that. Yeah. <laughs> Very odd. Yeah. yeah. See? Fashion, yeah. where'd you go? Uh, Western, Western Illinois. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, not exactly the fashion capital of the world, but, yeah, <laughs> but you know, fashion it worked out. It worked out just fine. Yeah, it worked out very just nice. fine. Yeah. Um, uh, you know. So, so yeah, you know, I did, I did sculpture, I did film and video. Uh, I took a lot of other different like little classes just to see what I liked. Um, and then after that, I actually got a real job, finally. Those are dumb, uh, by the way. Yeah, Those they are, are. Super dumb. Um, so for the last, like, seven and a half years, I was uh, working as an AV technician. Um, I was working with a lot of computers and microphones and cameras and all that kind of fun stuff, which I knew, so it was nice. What but was, was the setting like? Was that, like, a... Like at a for for a specific company, were you all like yeah? Like it, it was in it was in the uh, it was in the usability research sector, um, so UX work, which is very similar to like market research kind of stuff, um, but it's more one on one 
interviewing as opposed to like focus groups. Okay. Um, so that and that was good. Uh, I had a good time there, um, but after a while, it just kind of you know took its course, and you know I left. He just left. I just left. Uh, <laughs> December thirty first was. Oh my no last shit! Yes, yeah, so wow. I'm full time here now. It feels weird, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it did. Uh, and now it just feels right. So um, how the hell did you do that while you were opening this place? Uh, I spent a lot of time. On the computer of working on this place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what, though? I don't work there anymore. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I can totally relate to that because, like, when I started this uh, last year, it was like I was still working in an office in my norm- and I would spend most of my time in my office emailing people like you guys and trying to set things up. And, yeah. You know. yeah. And I mean, I was lucky enough to be in a position where I could spend some time, you know, working on this. You know, it, my whole day didn't revolve around. TPS reports. Oh, and, those are a shame. Yeah, and all that oh. garbage. Uh, He'd so, be on the computer more, and I'd be more like in the field. Right. You know, Boots so kind of ground. Yeah, so it kind of worked out a little bit Drunk better all that the way. time. Just, no. <laughs> I mean, market research. That's what I meant. Market research. <laughs> no, like I was here. She was here yeah. during was here the build on the construction out. site all the time. I was on the computer uh, looking at blueprints and trying to design things, uh, which which was good. I mean, because I had never learned how to do any of that stuff either. Um, but like that sculpture thing paid off. See, it must. They gave you some yeah. sort of it an art did, mind, though. right? That's what I'm it saying. I'm, I'm not being sarcastic, right? Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, I I look around here and I go, I couldn't have put that together myself. And I wish I would. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things. I see it. and I'm like, that looks cool, but I would have never thought it up in my own head. It would have been some other clusterfuck of a mess. So. <laughs> You know that you don't think things are gonna pay out like the broadcasting thing for me when I graduated in broadcasting. I never thought I would use it. I started editing video right out of college, mm-hmm. and I started. Now I have a podcast. Like if I didn't go to college for broadcasting, I wouldn't have a clue how to use any software like my you know audio or video software. So I'm like, eventually it paid off. You know, yeah. if you want to call this paying off, but you know, it's it makes me happy. So how about that? Yeah. <laughs> That's a go. payoff. Definitely. Yeah. See. Yeah, so the, the the building itself, I feel like it it pays such a it's just like such a huge part of this at this point. You know, I mean, does it, does it feel like that for you guys? Are you like, no, it's just a building now? You know, no, it's done. No, it's, it's still, huge part of it. Yeah, yeah, it's still. I think, I think the building is more wolf den. It lives. It like kind of lives, right? Yeah, <laughs> it does. You know, okay. like it's yeah. the first thing people talk about when they walk. Just making in the door. sure I wasn't being creepy. I just feel like <laughs> it, it lives. It, it lives. It's 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 its own thing. Like yeah, we you know we make the beer here and we sell beer and we are a brewery, but it's I think the whole thing is it's the experience. You know, it's not just like you come here because the beer is good. It, you come here for the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a platform. It's That's a, what we've always just wanted our right. business to be. Um, we wanted a place for people, like I said before, to feel really comfortable, feel like they're getting away from stresses of life and to feel like they're kind of on vacation. And that all, that all plays into the building or the building, the beer, everything plays into that. So, um, it's a huge part of it for us. I mean, we want it to be more than just a brewery. (laughs) It's just so unique when you pull in, I mean, you find a spot right there and you're like, you're looking like you're going to somebody's house. I mean, obviously you see the big sign in the front and, and the the way that that porch is set up and and you get, you know, I, I definitely was, you know, millennial, uh, phone looking as I walked up. I'm like, oh, I got to put this on my Instagram story real quick before I w- open the door. And of course, I was startled by the wolf uh, you know, <laughs> to my right. The wolves have such I'm a like, good get story. Get it together, Joe. <laughs> we, bought, we bought one of the wolves 
And then um, it came with a cracked leg. So the place that we bought it from, they sold us or they, they sent us another one and didn't make us send the original one back because it was broken. Um, but we still were able to use it. So then we got two for the price of one. Nailed it. And then. That's why this place is possible. <laughs> but yeah. then we have. Finding deals. I know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but then we had customers come in and randomly say that they had the same ones and they wanted to donate them to us. So we have at this point three, three big ones. adult wolves and one pup wolf. And <laughs> That's badass. They just yeah. keep multiplying. Yeah, it was funny. The lady that came in here is like, you know, I have that exact same statue at my house and it's got a little puppy and we got them as a gift or something. They're we, like passed we hate down. Them. We hate them. They're in our <laughs> attic. We can't stand them. She's like just shitting all over them while thinking she's yeah. doing a she's nice like, but thing. I think we're just gonna give them to you, you though, think I because just take them. Just, yeah, it would it would match. Just know that we hate them. Though. Yeah, <laughs> we're like okay, cool. So I don't know There's if they've ever been. They literally like you guys are pet adoption here. Like, yes, if anyone has we'll wolf take statues, donate yeah. them to us. Yes. We'll take them. In. I mean, honestly, like we people have just given us like wolf themed things. Yeah, it's killer. Uh, we've had like books, books randomly uh, show pictures, up, pictures, art. I'm sure it happens at other places too, but but the only ones I can, the only one I can recall is like Metal Monkey. People bring them monkey, monkey stuff. stuffed anything, yeah. like monkey anything. Yeah, and, you know, people just bring it. to Didn't them. they have a monkey when they opened? They had like an actual monkey. Maybe I'm pretty sure <laughs> they remember. did. And, I wouldn't put it past Dan and Jason and Brandy. They might because I I remember thinking we need to get a wolf to one up them. <laughs> mm, that might be. <laughs> I mean, I'd they, love it, they, but also, like, as long as somebody professional has them on a very thick chain, they are actually <laughs> bred I, I had to it all. I had it all planned yeah. out. It was going to happen. But they are literally, DNA makes them want to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should do a collab with them and have, like, a jungle theme. Uh, 100% uh, something <laughs> something like that. Something that like could that. get dangerous, though. There's no the wolves in the jungle. Yeah, yeah I thought about that. I think we all just right. screwed that up. Yeah, We're going to pretend that never the happened. Jungle, it. The jungle book was a lie. That's true. Good point. That's what you need to do. A jungle book theme. Not a jungle uh, theme. A jungle, have a jungle book, book quote. Theme. What is it? We do have a jungle book quote. Um, it's uh, um, yeah, the, strength, the strength of the, the pack. pack is the wolf. Oh, yeah. I saw that one. The okay. strength of the wolf is the pack. Mm-hmm. Boom. I yeah. didn't know it was Jungle Book, honestly. I just thought it was a cool <laughs> quote. And then some people started talking about it. And they're like, oh, it's from the Jungle Book. And well, I'm it's like, from oh. the actual book. Like yeah. the actual Jungle Book. Maybe it's from something even before the Jungle. Maybe the Jungle Book book stole it. It could you never know. It could, it could be old, older than old. You know? Maybe. Like this building and your ghosts. I mean, yes. you know. <laughs> you said 1852? 1851. 1851. Yeah. I shorted you a year. You did. That's my fault. <laughs> it makes a difference. <laughs> it does. <laughs> do you want to talk about the ghosts or do, or do you think that will upset them? Because um, I feel like. We should talk about the ghosts at some point. We think we might have gotten rid of the ghosts. Supposedly ghosts. they're gone. We saged and uh, we haven't had really oh any happen. Did you just say you saged? We yeah. did. That is, I didn't ever even heard that as a verb. I love it. We saged. We saged. We saged. Um, but no, we, we had a lot of weird shit happen in here and um, a lot of weird stuff. And we ended up having a few people come in and say that they, they could sage and try to get the the spirits out and finally we took one of the mediums that came in here we took her up on it and she saged and we feel like it's, it worked we're pretty you sure it worked. one of the medium there's multiple mediums that have come through your door so i'm gonna guarantee in your life you don't realize how many mediums you They're know just hanging out by until me. you start talking about it then all of a sudden everyone is a medium yeah, right. yeah. well let's go let's go deeper than this guys all right so <laughs> the two that this is i've been wanting to ask this since we went down in the cellar 
Uh, so we did a pregame tour before before we started rolling here, and she, and she just casually mentioned that this is the the area where the ghosts, the cellar where the ghosts are. You know, and I was like, oh okay, ghosts. That's funny. So, do, do, were you guys of this thought before you owned a building from 1851, or do, do, do you ever have like ghost pasts? We love been, ghost shit. Like okay. we've always so watched been ghost hunters. It. It's something that, yeah, you, we're, that you've we're, been into. Yeah, we're or, into that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, but when we looked at this place, the first time we walked through, the people from the village literally said, when they walked us down into the cellar, and this is where the ghosts are. And we all laughed, and they're like, eh, yeah, it's kind of funny, but it's true. Everybody here knows that this place is haunted. And so then the more we worked with the city, like when I went to the library and tried to do some historic research on the place, they were like, oh, you guys are the haunted brewery. And, I mean, we didn't even... <laughs> we didn't even know yeah, at that point. How did people, you not make that the name? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people in the village like just, knew stories about this. Place. Everybody Picturing, knows. Like yeah. Eddie Murphy pictures all over like the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> the Haunted nice. Brewery. Yeah. Well, nice. we were... So originally when we first found this out, we were planning on kind of um, promoting it more, I guess. Not promoting, like just talking about it more. Like we were going to have stories on the walls about the ghosts and all this but then when shit got real we decided to not really mess with it so we don't mm. talk about it a lot just because it got really freaky this and is the place to talk about it so <laughs> when you say shit got real i would like to know more about so real. the first thing that ever happened was so my my family um is they were the one my one of my uncles was the one who did all the carpentry on the place um two of them worked on it but one of them was like the main he did everything the other one was lazy let's just call it what <laughs> no, it was no. he, he just had <laughs> just other jobs kidding. sorry uncle. um yeah. so and my dad um my mom and dad are developers so like it was a family project pretty much um so my uncle doesn't believe in ghosts but he was working when everything was ripped down to the studs he was working downstairs in the brewery and the walls were all open and at one point uh, electrical cord i guess was thrown at him when he was here by himself from up up above and um he told me about it and was just like yeah it was really weird but i don't know what what that was about i don't like i have no idea there was no breeze in the place there was no one else here <laughs> it just got thrown at me and so that's when i told him well it's I guess we're, it's supposed to be haunted, so it could have been that. And then from there out, we were kind of just like always on the watch for something, you know, t for something to happen. Um, and then I was telling you earlier about I found a, a ball in the backyard that was a little clay marble. I found out um, it was a soldier, a soldier's marble, basically. When they're bored in the field, they used to make little clay marbles and play with them. So I took the marble home, and um, I was going to make a shadow box and put that in it. And as soon as I took the, the marble home, weird shit started happening to me. Um, I went to Menards one day and had, when I was walking down the paint aisle, um, at, in Menards, the paint aisles are like 25 feet high. Um, and at the very oh, top, I'm very familiar with the paint. Yeah. Aisles at Menards. <laughs> yeah. They're huge. So like I was walking down the paint aisle and a, a box full of full paint cans fell from the very Stop top it. right behind me Stop. and exploded. No way. And it was... Are you bullshitting me right now? No. Um, Sounds like some woo-woo stuff you're bullshitting me no, with right No, I'm now. not. And it was, that, that that was not be, even... That, that'd be scary as shit. It was every time I went to Menard, something happened, which was very strange. Um, Did I, you bring <laughs> the marble with you to Menard? No, but here? I found out a friend of mine who's a medium... 
um, she told me that I, she didn't know I took the marble home. I posted on Facebook that I found this marble, but she didn't know anything else about it. And she randomly reached out to me and said, you pissed the spirit off by taking that marble home. You need to bring it back. Again, she had no idea I did that. So it freaked me out. And I took the marble back right away. That wasn't the only thing that happened. I also was like driving on the expressway and a um, construction barrel flew out in front of my car and I had to swerve out of the way. Also at Menards, um, I kept getting hurt at Menards. I sliced my finger one day. I had like, you know, caulk, how the tubes of caulk have like yeah. the spear end on it. Yeah. I looked at one. It was the wrong one. And I put it back in the little hole that it was in and it like shot out and, and hit me in the stomach and actually made me bleed. What? It was what? so, so fucked up. So many things kept happening to me. And I know I'm a klutz, but like it was too much stuff. It was too much. And it was always at Menards. So, um, or Home Depot. So I'm thinking. Or Home Depot. Uh, I'm was, thinking. It it, I'm thinking that they just didn't like that mm. I was like working on the building and, and changing things. So it's that's. Like a that's, knock it off type thing. I don't okay. know. I but as soon as I brought the marble back, all this stuff stopped happening. So, really? but then we did a ghost hunt i guess if you will um we yeah, that's what it was we <laughs> all right give me a definition of a ghost hunt so before, we have, before we go in well Alex, we had a friend okay. we have a friend that has something called um a spirit box and it's this little device that is supposed to allow spirits to speak through it it ha it flips through radio frequencies at like a hundred a second i think right I think it was like a thousand. A that second. is super fast. So if you understand anything coming through, you, I mean, you shouldn't. It, it should never make sense. Even if you hear truck drivers talking, it's just a very split second of mm -hmm. that. Okay. Um, so it's supposed to create enough energy where the spirits can talk through it. So we're we were all like, yeah, let's do it. It'll be fine. Whatever. Totally. So my friend that told me about the marble also said to me that she thinks the ghost's name is Jack. So. We go into the cellar. I have the marble, like, in my hand. Like, I'm, you know, doing some kind of, like, offering or something. I didn't know what what to do. So, we just brought it now down there. Now shit's getting real. <laughs> <laughs> and the first thing we did, I mean, literally, it was the first sentence that we spoke through this thing. We were like, hey, if you're here, um, you know, please let us know. We heard that your name is Jack. If it is, will you let us know that your name is Jack? Um, and right away, the thing spoke back to us and said, I'm Jack. And what? we have it recorded, you actually. Freak, you guys are freaking me out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I we have it recorded. Home. You can listen to it. It's so creepy. Um, so that happened, and all of us were just totally freaked out. And then um, we oh, we were only doing this for probably two hours at the, the most. And within the second hour, or I mean, it was just so quick. All this stuff was happening. We were up here talking yep. to a ghost or what? <laughs> trying oh to talk we to a ghost. Just casually talking to a ghost. Trying to talk. You know, there's going to be people listening to this like, what the fuck is wrong with those people? No, I, I, we're, okay, so we've never had any ghost shit happen to us. We've always wanted something, but like, this was the first time anything really happened. And it was really freaky and if you don't believe us you can listen to the audio we can f come in yeah. and we'll show it to you we're gonna have to post that <laughs> and not to mention you can look at the marble too you can look you at the marble yeah. yeah the marbles um, are right by the bathrooms guys so, so <laughs> when we were trying to speak to it up up in the tap room um the girl that was with us that brought the spear box she was like if you're here show us you're here move something and this at this point i was like nope please don't move anything yeah, i yeah, need to come back that. here tomorrow don't morning yeah. we don't need you to move things um, but sure enough, all four of us are standing there and we all hear this really loud sound coming from the brewery. I mean, really loud. Like all of us turned and looked. No one was here. It was 11 o'clock at night. 
Um, and I was like, okay, I'm done. I, we're turning the lights on. We got to go see what the fuck that was. So we go downstairs and two of the grain bags, 50 pound grain bags were on the floor that, and they had fallen off of the pile of grain that Chris hadn't touched for a week at that point. At he wasn't so brewing. We, yeah. So, so we, we had a pallet just full of grain. Now bags I'm more concerned that you weren't week. brewing. What the hell were you doing? <laughs> no, I'm even open, man. <laughs> we weren't open. <laughs> People need their beer. But yeah, so the, the bags were on the floor. Um, it was right after she asked it to move something. You can hear it all on audio. All of us, like all of us at the same time, were just like, oh shit, what was that? What the fuck? <laughs> so wait, wait, wait well, how are you guys filming that? Like, did somebody just have their phone out filming it? Yeah, or was well, it like, audio. we just have did, audio recorded. So you just had like a recorder with you, like, hey, let's just keep everything mm-hmm. in case something does happen. Mm-hmm. Let's yep. start this thing from the beginning and just let it roll. Yep. yep. That's, that's We've watched enough ghost hunting good move, shows guys. to know good that move. You, you have I to record it. it. <laughs> no, I'm on board. I'm on board, guys. So all that happened, um, one of our bartenders saw a very clear figure in the base, in the cellar. Um, Which walk- one? I want to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> Alex. Was it Ross? Was it, was it, was it Ross? No, it wasn't he's not here right two. now. Yeah, he's not here. But he, he's very... I mean, 100% sure that he saw a ghost figure walk across the cellar. In the dark, he saw it walk across. Um, oh, yeah. He was freaked out. He, he was, was totally freaked out. He was downstairs out. with me washing kegs. And uh, he just, like, looked down. And his face, like, totally changed. No way. And I was like, dude, yeah. I was like, what's up, man? And he's like, oh, man. <laughs> he's like, I just oh, I God, just I hope saw. this is an accurate impersonation of his voice. Because that like, would be awesome. I just saw. Oh, oh. Oh yeah, and I was like, "What is he from Minnesota?" He's like, "Oh yeah, from Minnesota." I think, I think that's actually. just the. That's probably the voice he used for everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he just like started to explain it to me. I was like, "What? Like that's crazy." And he's like, "Yeah," and then I think like the next week, I was like, "Oh hey, like take some of this stuff and like go put it down in the cellar, like to store it," and he was like, "Okay, nope." Like he did not want to go downstairs. And I was like. All right, Most of the staff doesn't like to go. I thought he was going to mean, that's the last time we saw him. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's no longer well, he's not around. Nicole, actually, she's working right now. She had a really scary dream that something pulled her off her bed. Well, Nicole seems crazy as it is. So <laughs> yeah. let's just be honest. Right? No, I'm just kidding. She's very sweet. She, Yeah, no, she, would, she doesn't like she's not the type of person to make up anything like this but she she said she's a very sound sleeper she never moves in her sleep and she had a dream where something pulled her off her bed and the figure that she described to me when we talked to the medium which was a few months later the medium described the figure that was here to be the exact same figure that she no saw way. and when see that, see that and then the medium also said that this this spirit um, likes to follow people home and feed off of their energy and he will show up in their dreams. So when I told Nicole that she was pretty fucking freaked out, I'm surprised she still works here. But at no point during this were you guys like, this is bullshit. Like, I mean, it, everything was just too too solid right, right. you know hey, there's yeah. there was no way to be a skeptic when you don't saw take that my questioning is is not blue it's i'm just <laughs> I, I just wanted to ask these questions because you know the initial thought when you're not there and you didn't see it or you don't or if you don't believe it and you're yeah. hard the hard fact science human being you know it's like that's bullshit obviously that can't happen like when you have three different mediums right. walk through and tell you the exact same thing that would freak thing me out though if she described like the same thing they even described where they felt the spirits in the place the same i mean every person that walked through that was sensitive or a medium said they felt them in the exact same place two different places in the building to be 
exact. You guys are creeping me out right so now. So we saged and now we, we <laughs> nothing's happened since that. Please, since then. please, please describe the saging. Um, it was super simple. She just had me buy <laughs> sage on Amazon. Sage. Where did it take place? <laughs> the whole place. Okay. She okay. walks around, she uh-huh. lights it and walks around. Where did we start? Upstairs. We go upstairs and work your way down. Is yeah. there a method? Yeah. Is this like, whatever, fuck it, we'll go, we'll start here. You walk around the perimeter. Okay. You try to sage up and down the walls and make it move out. So it's basically the same thing as like if you were blowing smoke in someone's face, you're trying to get them. You're an asshole at that point. You need (laughs) to just get out. Well, that's what she said the ghost reaction is too. Like they want to get away from it. So you're trying to force them downstairs and then out the door. Downstairs and out the door. And you think it worked? Or you think the shit's still going down? Or like maybe just nothing, calmed him? Nothing like, has happened. Oh, since. really? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then before, like when we used to talk about Jack a lot, things would tend to start happening in the tap room. Like the music would change. Um, timers in the kitchen would go off a lot when they weren't supposed to. Our batteries like on our phones and computers would drain a lot, um, like faster than they normally would. So yeah. it, it seemed like whenever we talked about the spirit, he would react somehow i think the one of the weirdest things was the walkie talkies because we have a we have a set of walkie talkies so we can if she's like upstairs in the office yeah. and we need her down so here why the can, hell not yeah yeah so we can do that and and they you know they have lights on them so like when you're pressing in to talk like it turns green so yeah. it's like it's working and randomly they would just be sitting there and all of a sudden the lights would just like turn on green like, like someone was pressing it and trying to talk through it be like uh, it's like Alexa. Uh, it's always listening. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it with the ghosts. So I mean, that was it. It's, it's pretty much it. You made much. it sound like there's nothing. I like, think yeah, it's pretty much it. Just, yeah, some, I mean, just some light ghost it's just stuff. A long story. Quick so. little saging. <laughs> moved it. Moved them on. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we need to get one of those shows here. I feel like I've <laughs> tried. So the guy who um, runs the Ghost Hunter show is na- his name is Zach Bagan. He's like the ghost adventure man. Like that's, that's the show, Ghost yeah. Adventure. Um, is that really what it's called, Ghost yeah. Adventure? Oh, what what channel is that on? No, I've never seen it. We haven't had cable in a long time. Yeah, we haven't had cable in a long time. It's been on TV for like 15 years. I want. Oh, say. for real? It's been like maybe 10. I don't know. It's been on for a long time. I know the Long Island Medium. I've seen her. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I know her. <laughs> no, well, I know Teresa. Ghost, ghost Adventure. Is, um, that so the guy he grew up in Glendale Heights, which is the oh, town over from oh, us. So I reached out to him on Facebook and Twitter and um, just a bunch of different ways. And I was like, hey, dude, we got a brewery that's really haunted that's like by your hometown. And I figured maybe, maybe. he would come reach about reach out back to us but he, he big times you yeah he he's did. like we he's don't like busy. real ghosts we like to we like to set up <laughs> scenarios where there could be ghosts i mean this yeah. place they don't want to deal with real shit this that's place going is on. pretty creepy <laughs> though like you could definitely make it seem really haunted even if it wasn't I mean, well it's, still it, it, it's not creepy like here where we're at it's not creepy at all man but but yeah <laughs> yeah try <laughs> sitting here when it's like pitch yeah, black yeah. at yeah. one in the morning yeah yeah it's a little creepy yeah, it gets a little creepy i see i see what you're saying here so no, now that we've got through the ghost section of the podcast, <laughs> let's yes. let's move on to the to the beer the beer section of the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you, you're, Chris, you you're saying you're home brewing for for eight years or so at this point. Yeah, you guys put the put together the business model. You get the city involved. You know, all all the shit kind of hits the right markers. Renovations, uh, extreme renovations start. I mean, just the story about the the custom door over there was. <laughs> <laughs> was good enough for me I and mean, that was great to, considering that was probably the least of your worries so yeah. like, like talk about some of that stuff like what were some of the the big kind of hurdles and i mean i know it was probably 
a blur at this point how much stuff you guys had to go through to get this to where it is right now but the cooler the cooler in the kitchen were probably the biggest issues to try to figure out where to put them um, cooler's the, pretty sexy though the cooler is like the best yeah. it's huge um but i mean as soon as we figured out that we could build on to create yeah. the cooler that really alleviated a lot of problems because we yeah. were trying to figure out we're that. trying to shoehorn it in like anywhere we could but it yeah, i mean there just wasn't a whole lot of room downstairs on that level to be putting in things so you know once the idea came up where it was just like well why don't we just put an addition on and put the cooler in there and we're like okay cool like, yeah, that's that what you want to do we have sure huge that'll be that'll be nice mm-hmm. uh but yeah i mean it, in, in this thing it was like very organic uh the way that stuff happened where it was just like okay we got this much space we're gonna try to make it happen and it, because we didn't want to spend you know an exorbitant amount of cash um but by the end of it, like it would have been cheaper just to tear this place down. <laughs> um, yeah. But so, so you know, things like that would you know, I wouldn't think I wouldn't have thought of like just building on in addition until like we have some discussions with like the developer and the contractor, and they'd be like, "Well, if you spend this much money, we can do this, and it'll be better in the long run." And they were like, "All right, fine, you know." And then you do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I. I don't know. It's nice now. Definitely. <laughs> the kitchen, the kitchen and the cooler were the were the big hurdles. I mean, there had to be like little things along the way. Just so many. Yeah. <laughs> so many. Can't even recall. Well, a lot of the different things like the grease traps, like how are they going to go in? Um oh, and, God, and that's the grease and, traps. And you know, nightmare. the the biggest problem is trying, like I said before, like trying to shoehorn something into a small space, but it was also like we need to put in all this commercial grade stuff into house built it was in never it was built in 1851 mm-hmm. which we kept the footprint of so there was a lot of different things that just like weren't going to fit traditionally where we had to make things fit or get things custom made oh look at that oh. See, i was i was literally just about to say like <laughs> hey at any time feel free to just be like hey we need a beer somebody can walk away somebody can yell i don't care wait do you guys want anything else i feel like we should just give her some love Nicole, right? This is Nicole. Nicole. This is the, the Nicole. One I was about. Nicole. Yeah. Oh, the crazy one. Yeah. No, we were just. Uh, no. <laughs> Nicole's going to Nashville soon, guys. Did you guys know that? She's going to Nashville, right? I overheard that at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Go to Bearded Iris and Southern Gris for sure yeah. while you're out there. Good live music at Tennessee Brew Works. Very cool. Beer's good, but live music and stuff's good there. <laughs> Do you have um, anything else to drink? I I can't I can't remember what I didn't have yet. How much did you pay for the vanilla that went into that, that brown ale? Because I'm tasting all kinds of good vanilla on that. That's not uh, van- not as much <laughs> as you would think. Okay, vanilla bean costs money. Well, um, so he got trifection, mm-hmm. the gold nail. I had the hazy, the gold, and the trifection, and the English brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want another all delightful of like another no, 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 because no? then I won't be able to. I want a small glass of something I haven't had yet. Like one of those little flight glasses. How about this is all riveting stuff. Muddy paws. Or muddy paws. Muddy. Oh, do you like stouts? I like black beer. IPAs like or beer. pale ales better. Black IPAs not not usually my thing, but I feel like we can but I do like them. to be. I was gonna say Probably I do like to be surprised when how it about, comes to that. How about a muddy paws and a pale? In the tiniest glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. Um, I was gonna say the about the grease traps. This just made me think of some of the other hurdles that we had to go through. Um, 
it's it's very interesting when you're building out um, how the local laws, the state laws, the county laws, you you have to follow all of them somehow, um, and they don't necessarily like some things. Um, the state will be above the county and some things the county will be above the state. It's like you have to learn all of that and it's crazy. It's so insane because there's no manual. There's no there's no way to know and, and I feel like the biggest lesson I learned is that no one knows what they're doing in life. Like absolutely no one has a clue as much as they think they they're like as much as they want to say they do <laughs> everyone is so confused about everything <laughs> well, she hard. was looking at you for help and you're like nope <laughs> i mean it, it's it's hard because uh, I, I think it's more like people don't communicate you know so it's like somebody from the town might know everything about the town but they might not know everything that has to do with like the county or the state and then you ask somebody at the state and they'll be like Oh, I don't know how that works with this person's stuff. So you get, and then like endless loops and yeah. circles, and, Exa- and you go through that. Like with, with the that specialization, department. you know, it's like you're so specific to what you're doing. It's like yeah. you don't have the the kind of nuances and the the extra. Right. You know? like, I mean, it's like nobody's fault, really. But right. it's it, nobody has the bandwidth. Yeah, even it's to, to very do it, very you know? frustrating. It's crazy. Like even with the health department, there's the county health department, and then there's also a state health department that has to have some say in some of the things that you do so um like because we're a manufacturer technically we was it that we didn't have to have the state come in but we had to have the county come in i don't even remember it was it was just a a very crazy um journey for us to figure out and but so in particular with the grease traps it's funny because we don't have grease here we um (laughs) how dare you (laughs) we don't have a actual hood we don't have like a stove we don't have a a a deep fryer um but it was absolutely mandatory that we have grease traps not only in our kitchen but in our mop closet so to get those in just a standard thing that they doesn't matter how you're operating it it just you just have to have these and it's so expensive so we had our plumbers um they followed i think it was the I want to say the county laws or maybe they, they no, they followed the state laws, yeah, the state code um, or state codes. I should say, yeah, to install the grease traps and the, the way that the pipes were put into the floors. So it took them, I want to say two days to cut all the pipes, fit them in the way that they needed to fit in, in, in the floors that, I mean, it's, they're structured different that, than they were, you know, than they are today. The way that these floors are structured, I guess like the space underneath is very small, so they had to figure out all these ways to wind the pipes underneath the floor to get rid of the grease. Um, so then we have, I don't even remember all the details, but we had somebody come in and an inspector come in and they were like, well, your grease trap goes down to three inches and it needs to go down or no, it goes down to two inches and it needs to be a three inch. And so I called the plumbers and I was like, hey, guys, so, yeah, sucks, but you guys got to redo this. And they literally laughed in my face. And they were like, do you understand how much work we just did to put that in? There's no way we can take all that out. Like, we custom fit everything. It took us two straight days. I mean, there, and two guys to do this. So they just laughed at me. And I and so then that was like a panic attack because then I had to go back to the inspector and be like, oh, my God, we can't change it. And then after a bunch of back and forth and like a sleepless night, Finally, the inspectors came back and they're like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. 
<laughs> so it was quite a roller coaster. Did you have to like call the plumbers? Like, I guess it's okay. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry, I bothered you guys. No, they're they're they were like, so oh, relieved. it's fine. Like, so. no, we weren't going to do it anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like, you don't understand how much money you would have just wasted if you did that. So, um, it was a lot of that. Like, just you had to go back and forth, and a, a lot of stress from that because you never know what um, what's going to be approved or not you know mm. and who it needs to be approved by yeah advice for uh, any up-and-coming w- want to open a brewery type folks huh brewery or pretty much anything, anything right? <laughs> i think we went through a lot more just because the building is so old i don't yeah. think it's as crazy if you just you know buy a newer space and have to renovate yeah exactly or like if you go into an industrial spot you know which a lot of people do and there's it's good very, reason very common yeah. and there's yeah. a good reason for it because mm-hmm. like it's ready for that, and it's you know a little bit easier to do. Yeah, <laughs> a lot easier. And a lot cheaper. Now working with the uh, with Bloomingdale and that, so you know we talked early about you know them almost like courting a brewery, and, and at the same time, um, it's not something that they th- there's no other Bloomingdale addressed brewery, right? Uh, yes, or, there, there, is. there is now, or there was before you guys. No, there is now. Twenty five West. Twenty five West down, down the street. They're down new. The street. Mm-hmm. They're very. I haven't heard of them yet. They're twenty five West. Yeah, they opened up a couple of months after we did. What, what's their kind of? Is it similar? Is it small tap room? Is it industrial? Is it? Uh, no, it's. Uh, they're at the mall. They're like at in the an mall. Acre. Yeah, they're is that like Stratford Square Mall? Yeah, right? is that really? Yeah, exactly. I yeah. only pulled that from my college buddies that I was telling you about earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember no, no. going to Stratford Square Mall. At that's some point. where they, they they took an anchor store at Stratford, uh, and they have that's uh, unique. It's kind. Of, it's it's a lot. It's a uh, like a rock bottom or Gordon Beer oh, store. So it's okay, like a big restaurant okay. with a brewery. I'm thinking something else. All right, I was yeah. thinking like tap room type, like non-food. flask food. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. yeah, like something. Yeah, something like that. No, it's something it's smaller. like a full restaurant. Okay, drunk. that makes more sense. I w- I guess I was thinking along the lines of like what you guys are doing here. I guess, but so the so you guys are kind of the only thing there at the at this point when you're renovating this space. So like. Did you guys have to kind of make some of your own rules and stuff? Like, did you have to work with Bloomingdale, like, and write some of the yes yeah. okay. ordinances? They wrote a lot yeah. of new ordinances okay. for us. So what what does that process look like? I mean, are they bouncing stuff off you? Or are you bouncing stuff off them? Yeah, and a little bit. I mean, it was a little bit of back and forth, and uh, they also were uh, looking at a lot of definitions from the Brewers Association, um, other local towns who have done this, and. They made I mean, it really easy for us because yeah, they were so really supportive. Yeah. So, like, they looked at other places where they have a limitation on how much alcohol you can serve. They didn't put that on us. Uh, you know, they like, didn't like yeah. that idea, first yeah. of all. So yeah, they, a lot of, you know, 48 ounces, yeah. Yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah they're like, do it. Mike Palin told me that's kind of a story, yeah, similar story that. in Elk Grove. You know, he, he, he told me that story about how he, he begged, you know, the mayor because that was his first thought was like, all right, we'll, we'll put you at this. We don't want drunk people driving through our industrial park. You know, yeah. it's one of the biggest industrial parks in the world, I think, in Elk Grove Village. And, uh, you know, he begged not, that was a big part of them being successful because they, they did not put that on them to have to limit their, their, their ounces per customer or whatever it is. Well, they just changed it, I thought, right? I mean, they, I don't, they did have it. I don't know. I, mean, I feel I like he didn't. He, he just got to open without it. Really? Um, I remember having a wristband, having to yeah, actually get. Did. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, maybe maybe yeah. the first like couple of months. The but, first couple okay, months, yeah, and then they finally lifted right, it. Right, they must have lifted it. That must have been part of the story too. Yeah, but yeah, because I was gonna say I've never been in there, and I didn't get in there until maybe he was in eight to ten months. You know, yeah. before he, before I was in there. So, but there's they, other. We never had wristbands or anything like that. Yeah, I've definitely been to other places. That they even have it on like the chalkboard. It'll mm-hmm. say like forty eight ounces Beguile. per. 
Alter, maybe? No, maybe not Alter. Uh, no, Solomoth had it. Yeah, Solomoth, and then Beguile, I know, had it. Yeah, so but we were lucky that we didn't. I, I'm surprised like that. though. From you know, this you guys will be like the oh shit, the, the the mid '60s uh, episodes that that I put out, and and just really good stories about working with cities and villages and that and towns, you know, to get these things done. Whereas you know, the kind of general American looks at government and it's like, oh god, everything's a clusterfuck. Everything's slow. Everything sucks. You know, everything's working against you. I've heard nothing but like glowing things about working with all these villages and you're saying Bloomingdale was very yeah uh, I think it's the they're they're now starting to realize that it becomes a destination spot so it's bringing in a lot of outsiders where there's not a lot of businesses that do that I mean if you think about it you know everyone's got all the restaurants they could want in their town I mean there's nothing that makes a city more of a destination than a brewery right Mm now I mean just right now like you can have a good restaurant in your town but it's not going to bring a ton of people from other towns because yes. of that one restaurant. But if you have a good brewery, a lot of people from other towns that like beer and like going brewery hop, and they're going to be like, oh, we got to go check them out. So then they'll come, and then they'll see that there's other restaurants, and then they'll go there, and then, you know, maybe they'll come back. Yeah, but these guys want to have food, so let's go get, you know, whatever it is. Like, then we can go to that restaurant, find a good restaurant while mm-hmm. we're out there, or yeah. we'll stop at the restaurant and then go in there, you know, yeah. whatever it is. So. And it creates community. I mean, you know, that's how we looked at it when we opened. We wanted to create something more than just a brewery, create almost like a community for people to feel welcome in. And, um, you know, a a lot of what we do, we try to give back to the community. Um, That's a huge part of of our business plan. Um, So we look at it as, you know, something bigger than just beer. Even though beer's great. We love beer. But <laughs> yeah, I walked in and sat down at the bar before, you know, I even let you know I was here yet. And, and I sat down and, and the three people at the bar are talking to your bartenders. And it's like she's going over Nashville and they're they're giving her, oh, you can go here, go here. And then Chris walked down and he's joining in a conversation about Milwaukee and different spots to hit. You know, and he, I don't think the guy that you were talking to was somebody that's in here all the time. I think he said I it was his first time I in. Yeah, I heard him on his phone saying like, hey, I'm at this new place called Wolfton or something, you know, Wolfton Brewing. You know? So, I mean, that, that sense of kind of community on a Sunday afternoon at noon, you know, it's not like it's prime drinking hours you know yeah it's that that's the kind of uh, comfortable space you guys have built it's got to be like you got to feel good about that when you walk down to your own tap room and see it now obviously Definitely. some time has passed there's more bodies in the seats and it's it's a, it's a really cool space you guys are built out here thank you um so okay so shit i'm i'm, I'm going timeline sometimes i i crutch myself with like a, t- a timeline so we're we're looking at build out. We're dealing with the city. You guys are helping write ordinances, things, things like that. But then, like, what's day one like? I mean, soft opening, even terrifying. I mean, every soft opening in Illinois involves John Bitterman. So you know, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta <laughs> shout out to John, John yeah, Bitterman, and every, pretty much every podcast, John comes up at some point. <laughs> um, it was our, terrifying. Yeah, our soft opening <laughs> was more. of... It, it was friends, it's friends and family. And family. So but John was not And John here. Bitterman. <laughs> and John, no, he was not here kidding. for that yeah. one. <laughs> if he came, we would have let him in. It was funny. Well, yeah. we, we have people walk in that weren't friends or family. They just were waiting for us to open and saw the doors open. It was literally open because we didn't have a handle. Yeah, we didn't have a door um, handle. So we we had didn't get it in time. Hand. So we had to just keep the door open. Um, but <laughs> so Jesus Christ. We had... <laughs> 
we didn't want to push it, it out. I love um, it. We didn't want to push out the opening. So, um, yeah, we had people walk in the door and they were like, oh, are you guys open? And we're like, no, it's just friends and family. But you're welcome. You know, come yeah. on in and hang out. Super so cool. And those people will hold on to that story they tell forever. This, mm-hmm. The same couple tells the story every single time, every they're, time here. they're here. They love it. So. I already love them. So <laughs> whoever they are, I will listen to them tell that story again. <laughs> it was fun, though. Um, it was a really special day just to see all of our our vision and our efforts finally work out and become something um, yeah, to see things working it went very smooth i would say the the best the funniest part of the day was when i realized i'd never put cash in the register because i was just not thinking about the money so the first person who did like a cash transaction oh, yeah. all my my staff was like katie where's the money and I was like, "What do you mean? Just give it to them. They give the they give <laughs> yeah. us the money. We give, oh, that's right. We have to oh, have change. money. Yeah. So I literally ran around to all my family and was like, "Give me all your money. Give me all your money. Yeah. Everybody, just give me your cash because yeah. I got to put it in the drawer." <laughs> so yeah, that was probably the. So the, you literally didn't even go to the bank before. No, I, I thought maybe you just like had it in the safe no. and just forgot to put it out. No, but no. Just she ran to the bank like at that moment. My mom ran to the bank was, actually because yeah. I was busy your but mom sounds like a sweetheart yes <laughs> we have a bank across the street so that worked out that works out really well yeah. yes. but no i mean other than that little slip up everything else went smooth <laughs> it was great it was a lot of fun and then the next week after that um we did the actual opening and we were just crazy busy it was amazing to see just because we were on social media like we were talking about um, we had a lot of followers that saw us build this place out and really wanted to see it, you know, firsthand. So um, we had such a great opening week. It was amazing. It was just so humbling and just so fulfilling to see people walk in and, and like actually like what we did. You know, it was confirmation that we did the right thing. There were still a lot of people that weren't happy with certain things Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. like tvs that was the number one wait complaint. No, just there still, was no there, there was not enough still number one complaint. well at the time wait, there, was we, there one already? No, no, no at the time we had no tvs okay and then a couple of weeks later i finally put this guy up it's a big one and this is the only just like tv was it complaints for as like i wanted to watch a game yes. type thing like yeah, where are all your much. tvs yeah where are all your tvs we need more tvs in and here we're like, uh, and when, even after i put when this you guys up, opened up what the hell was going on in August? Baseball. People needed I mean, not it's baseball, but it's not like playoff time yet. Not yet, but it's baseball. Jeez, mostly people are rough. I mean, they're rough, man. We wanted, but I guess because you're not just serving the beer, the beer geek community, you're serving like you know your local whoever. Yeah, you know, the people that are just like, hey, let's try something new. Yeah. So yeah, those people have a certain expectation when they walk through a door of anywhere that serves alcoholic beverages. Not yeah. just you they have know, a lot of place. expectations. Yeah. It's funny because yeah. there's. I think we confuse people a lot because people that aren't used to just breweries being a brewery, half the people would walk in and be like, oh, I thought this was a restaurant. Why don't you have a full menu? And then... Uh, we have a charcuterie board, all right? So <laughs> that should be enough. your answer every time. Yeah. Not good enough. <laughs> but then um, the other handful of people that were upset were, you know, you're a bar. Why don't you have more TVs? So it's like there was just all these things where we're like, well, we're, we're a brewery. That's what we do. We serve beer. And, you know... it. I don't know. Be Some you guys. Didn't get it. Just be you. Just and be and you. that's what we're doing. I yep. mean, we're not. We're not very. We're not reactionary to yeah. 
to um i am i'm a very middle guy you know i'm a very middle guy so i understand like the thought because i like the on one hand i really love the thought process of like almost forcing people into community and conversation yeah that's what on the other hand it's like it's okay to have like you know there's a big event on it's okay that that also builds community when people are like they are enjoying something together yeah Yeah. but you don't want to overdo it you don't want 12 screens you know yeah but here's the thing so we have the one big mm-hmm. tv right it's so when it's for so very when there specific was, things well yeah. yeah so when like the playoffs were happening and football and everything bears games yeah you know people would sit at the big tables and all hang out together and like watch the one game yeah, and then that that might keep some people in your seats for a little bit longer right and shh it's a business yeah. you like the people to stay i know <laughs> but that also and we want you to make money so you can stay here and keep brewing beer that people like sure. and then eventually one day you can distribute beer and do you know all that it's, it's all these Just levels of things to grow you know yeah and I think everybody, that's in everybody's best interest. Some people just have too much time and too much internet. And then they decide oh that God, they yes. want Well, that's very true. They want and to write uh, things and be angry about things. And the, the, so angry the easiest way to find don't, that don't out. Don't tell them that they're angry. Just, so, just only a couple. Only a couple. <laughs> I mean, you find that out running a business. Is like You quickly learn how many people are out there that have nothing better to do. Yeah. Anyone who knows me at this point knows that's my number one I don't know if I would say gripe, but like the thing that affects me the most, um, people, their comments and like just people's judgment of what you do. And, you know, this place is so close to our soul that it's like when somebody makes a comment that's it's negative. Hard. It's hard for people to so see that. Hard it's hard to for hear people it. to see it. It's hard for people to see past yeah. what it is. It's a very surface thing. And you're just you're just you're upset at the time and you're, you got this phone in your hand and it's yeah. easy. It's and so, so they're telling us to our just face, fire off they just whatever go on it Google is. and give yeah. us like a one star review. Like we had somebody say that we corral all of our customers into one space because we have the upstairs chained off, which is my office. So it's really hard for me to keep my comments to myself and I got to get better at that. But <laughs> at this point, I still like to respond to everybody. And it's hard. You got to shut that shit off. You got to ignore all that. It's yeah. really hard for it's me. It's good to take, you know, like like brewer, <laughs> brewers in general. I mean, in, in just the ones that I've talked to, you know, for the show that, to a man. I mean, most, most people have to use untapped is like qc you know that's quality control because that's what you have those are, that's your resource at this point you don't have you know eighty thousand dollars a year to spend on somebody to do your quality control you know it's it, to have yeah. a physical person doing it so the person that's brewing the beer is usually checking is untapped and i've, I've had multiple people tell me uh guys from saint Laurent at one point told me it's like if i look at that if i look at untapped i mean you know i know we're talking about yell but everything else too but like just specifically on the beer side untapped like if i read that at nine o'clock i can't go to sleep but if yeah. i read it at 9 a.m i can i can i can read it and be like all right well then I go and brew beer and then I'm good. You know, I don't have to worry yeah. about it. But I read it at 9 p.m. and I read somebody talking, like criticizing my pale, whatever it is. It's like it sticks with me. It's so hard to turn it off. It's so hard not to pay attention to it. So at the same Definitely. time, it can help you. It can help you. Like some people are actually reasonable and yeah. can give you some sort of feedback that might benefit you down the road or something. Like, oh, yeah, that actually would be a, a, a decent thing. But you don't want to get caught in like the web of bending to everyone's will. You yeah. Know? It's hard. I mean, for me, like, I just feel like I need to let things roll off my back. I know for him, reading the reviews is also hard, but 
it's hard when you, you somebody rates something as like a, a one star because oh they don't like IPAs so they're just gonna rate your IPA as you guys a one will star. only be like the fortieth episode that this yeah. conversation yeah, has come course, up yeah of course of course yeah I'm sure don't care for don't care for sours yeah two point five like yeah, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't put the number on there you know like yeah maybe, maybe don't rate it it's I think hard. I think people are getting better I hope people are getting better at that I don't know if they are or not but yeah but you know I don't own a brewery so I have no idea. <laughs> the the uh, concentrated comments you know my view of untapped and things like that is spans all of the breweries to be able to, to look at one brewery and just see all the comments at uh, how many beers have you done since you opened <laughs> and how many have we done how many different beers are probably listed on untapped for people to go in and check them in it's got to I mean, be devastating 20. like yeah. 20 Thir- yeah, I mean, well, we have a lot on there from before we even opened. I was going to so say there's probably closer to 40 or 50 of your beers for listed ours, yeah. on there, right? Because we, yeah, we, I mean, we were brewing a ton before we opened. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of trying to brew something different all the time just so we could get some recipes under our belt. And, um, I mean, yeah, we have a lot on Untapped. It's funny because sometimes we, we, I don't know what we did recently, but we did something recently that we'd never done before, but it, we realized it was still on untapped from like when we homebrewed two oh, years right, ago right. Mm-hmm. and the ABVs all like different. Kept like the same name. Basically. Everything's different. Yeah. yeah. We, we love naming the hot it. profile. We changed. You yeah. Know, people are so yeah. judging it based on what they, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah. why is it it's such a, a different thing. ABV on, on untapped? Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't realize that was on there from two years ago when right. we did it in our basement. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now we're, we're actually a brewery. <laughs> mm. Beer's weird. Beer's very weird. Yes. The social media side of it. It's like, it's, it's such a double-edged sword because like it's necessary. All of it's so necessary. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all, all of it's necessary to do what you guys are doing because... It's the only way we market. Right. Because what you're not paying the local newspaper to <laughs> print, yeah. your, print your ad at an right. exorbitant amount of money you know, uh, yeah. to, to do that when you can just kind of personalize it. So it's great for that, but then you have to deal with the bullshit too. Yeah, so the comments. people that were just healthily born as trolls. I mean, they just yes. they're just really good at it. They're just really really good, but you don't want to acknowledge that either. There's always a, a fine line for everything. Um, so sorry, I didn't mean to take us into like the negative space of of what what goes on on disgusting internet sometimes. But um, so once you, once you guys open the doors, you get through like that first kind of rush uh like how do you settle in then i mean uh we talked to well i guess we didn't talk about it on when we were recording but we walked around seven barrel system um mm-hmm. so how did you go what went into the pick in the system uh a lot of it had to do with space we got the biggest system we could fit we should talk about yes. abe they were great um, well, yeah but specifically yeah yeah uh, and then <laughs> I see a lot of ab stuff i see i see that so everywhere yeah. yeah so i mean when it came to like picking the actual equipment um it was you know oh did we go looking stuff that's used or do we buy new and it was like well you know it'd be nice to get something new because then you have somebody that, that made it that it all is supposed to work together do you have any problems you got somebody to go to it's not just like you know a frank and brew system that you picked out from a whole bunch of different places and like and then you're on your own um and it's like when we were going into this you know i was like you know I, i'm graduating from like doing all that homebrew stuff like I, I want to have 
nice things that work or I no can more understand. of this no more of the workarounds like yeah I do things yeah. that way I want to do them right and so when it came to looking at systems I looked at a few different vendors and you know I I looked at Abe and uh, their stuff was was great you you probably get the most bang for your buck using American beer equipment. It like, seems like it. Their equipment Honestly, is all just nice. From, just from touring brew houses over the last year and a half. It's like so many. Yeah. it's all. It, it looks nice. It's well built. It all works very well. The customer service is Customer amazing. service yeah. is great. The guy came out here and stayed what, three days? Three days. days. Yeah, he brewed oh, really? the first two bashes oh, with cool. us to like you know get used to the equipment, to see how everything worked together. He was here like 12 hours a day. Yeah. It was crazy. Oh, shit. They yeah. work hard. Yes. Yeah. And it, it was great. I mean... You know, we didn't spend too much money. We got more than, you know, we what we would have expected. And it's all been working great. It's been, you know, punching out great beer. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've had a few. They're pretty awesome. Nice. <laughs> it, they, they taste pretty good, too. Nice. Yeah. That's, the, that's the one thing we haven't really discussed yet is yeah. the actual beer that's been pumping out. What are you guys drinking right now? Uh, Fog of Dawn okay. is our New England IPA. I did have that one. Yes, you did. That's always, that's pretty much comes up every episode too. That that style. It's yeah. Just like it, I can't help it. People are like you know you talk about that every episode. <laughs> yeah, I can't help it. Like it's it's what's going on right now. Pastry stouts, New England style IPAs, mm-hmm. milkshakes are happening, all that stuff. So, so was that was that a style that you were like, yeah, I want to do one of these, or was it kind of like, yeah, I guess I'll fucking do one of these. It was like that. Yeah, it was, like, it was like that. <laughs> it was like that. You didn't even wait to answer that. But it turned that. out good. It turned it out fine. No, it really I, did. I mean, it, I, I just looking on the menu before before I grabbed the flight of it. I, I, I like I like when I see that um, citra mosaic, and then boom, look, there's centennial hop. Like, hey, look at there's a you know some people throw a cascade or a Columbus or a centennial hop. It's, it's nice mm-hmm. to see that in in this style because I think it fits. I think it works for people because. I think that the, you're seeing a little fatigue in the market. I mean, not I won't say in the market. I guess in the actual day-to-day consumer, you're starting to hear a couple guys griping like, okay, I'm getting tired of this whole hazy thing. Everything's New England. Everything's hazy. Uh, not that they're going to stop drinking it because that's going to be the same guy that still orders it. But uh, at the same time, I, I hear a lot of people saying, like, I just like that juicy thing and the nice haze. I like the color. I like the feel, like the mouthfeel mm-hmm. on it. But then I need a little bit of that bitter slap at the end, yeah. you know. So I think that like the hops like Centennial and that really can boost that. I mean, am I wrong? Am I just no? That's <laughs> right, and, that, and it's kind of like the way I went about it is, uh, you know, we start seeing uh, at this point a couple of years. I don't even know how long it's been. But we yeah, start seeing a couple of years. You seeing it so yeah, big? Everybody's well, making it. Everybody's buying it. And working at Noon Whistle. I was gonna say you saw it firsthand. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I saw it take off. Uh-huh. I mean, from them basically in the in the suburbs. It was, it they were pioneers in that. If you if you were in the suburbs drinking beer, you were getting you you start, you probably your first New England or Northeast or. Hazy beer was probably either from Noon Whistle or Hailstorm. I yeah. mean, you had the Cloud series there, and you guys had the Gummy series at Noon Whistle. And it was like, that was kind of like, I don't know what this is. I'll try it. You know, and yeah. it's like, why does this taste like orange juice type thing? You know, I think why? it really helped the industry, to be honest. And, and from my point of view, it got a lot of people that didn't drink craft beer to yeah. appreciate craft beer. And I saw that every day working. I'm glad you saw, you see it that way. Cause I'm, I you know I, I always call myself a basic bitch. A lot of the time I love pastry stouts. <laughs> I love, 
I love hazy IPAs, all that stuff. You like pumpkin beer? But no, that's the one thing I don't. <laughs> You're not so basic I guess, yeah, I was gonna say I'm not basic. You're not enough. a basic bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm, the only pumpkin beer I've ever enjoyed was uh, was uh, uh, Mike's over at uh, Afterthought. Afterthoughts, uh, he had like a pumpkin saison that course, he yeah. had in oak <laughs> barrels, you know. Yeah. Everything he does is he, great. His shit is unbelievable. I, he, he's a, a, a wizard to me. But, but yeah, I always tell people that because I do love it. I sit here and I'll have that conversation about being fatigued about it and stuff, but I'll be first one to say my whole fridge is basically hazy ipas and my stout fridge is all pastry stouts so, you know it's like i like a good pilsner i like a good you know that kind of thing but We're i still love the style west coast yeah well, hey, you know what hey trust me when <laughs> yeah. i can pull a good ninja versus unicorn off a tap i i love it but at the same time most of my life is dominated by these hazy IPAs. You can go through my Instagram and see that pretty easily, <laughs> you know. But I, I, I'm always curious to get the thoughts on the style because some people embrace it wholeheartedly. Some people hate it but do it. And some people are like in the middle. Like, I understand the style. I like it. I enjoy brewing it. I'd rather drink my Pilsner. But I do like making it, you know, and and. And getting it out to uh, people. I mean, I I, I do <laughs> I like, love that sound. I like uh, I like what we've what we've done with it. Uh, I'm not particularly a huge fan of the style in general. Um, I'll drink it. It's fine. It's good. We but just put this one on tap, so that's probably why we're both drinking it right now. Because yeah. I feel like Testing. I haven't. Yeah. Well, yeah, we yeah. just haven't that had a lot of it. That one just got on tap like a couple days back. Yeah, um, yeah. came uh, out nice. Uh, came thank out you. Nice. Thank yeah. you. Um, but so when I set out to do it. I'm like, all right, well, I want to do it, but, uh, you know, I want it to be, like, a little bit bitter because it's, it's supposed to be an IPA. It's a beer. It's like, a reminder, almost. Yeah. I call like, the Centennial Hop the reminder. Oh, like okay. the, you know, right, like, there you go. Like, so hey, remember IPAs? Yeah. So when I went out to do it, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to do your mosaic and the citra and everything. I'm going to throw in some Centennial, and then we're going to mm-hmm. see how it turns out. It turned out to be, like, a little bit bitter on the back end, and it's reminding you that, yes, it's an IPA. It's not just a glass of orange juice that you're drinking. Um and then the last one that we had in our fog series was uh, Crimson Fog, which was, I think, pretty different uh, as far as that style goes. It was a Red New England IPA. Red New England. Yeah, it was a Red I New England. I gotta say, I've not heard much of that. I've seen Black New Englands, and some of them have been very bad. Yeah, um, it was <laughs> scary I've had some bad because ones. we had no idea the color how it would turn out. And I was just thinking in my mind, like, it's going to be brown because we're putting red X yeah. malt and yeah. it's going to be hazy. It's just going to turn like mud. So yeah. I was terrified, but it, it ended up turning out to be a really okay. nice color. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I used a lot of like red X malt to get it red. And then we put in uh, boysenberry puree. Uh, to that kinda, sounds sexy. To like kind of, you know, it, very you just missed it. So, yeah. yeah, you just missed it. So with the Crimson Fog, um, it's not as like you know fruity up front because it's got more of a malty backbone and then the boys mirror that goes in there is a little bit more uh i don't want to say sour but like tart uh, a tart, little bit tart and you get like that kind of like astringent bitterness that comes from you know like a uh, like a berry like peel or something mm-hmm. you know it's just kind of like like from that yeah um so it all went together where it wasn't very sweet. It was it was malty, but it was also a little bit bitter from the hops and the boysenberry in there. And it all ended up working, um, which is great because that's the last thing you want is to try something new. And then it's just like, ah, this is shit. We've been really lucky. We've Don't had we seven barrels. <laughs> we've had a we few, haven't had to do that yet. We've had a few that were... S- you will eventually. Yeah, yeah that were a happen. little scary. <laughs> but um, like we had the wrong malt sent to us, and he didn't realize it till 
right when they were so mashing. Fish. Yeah. <laughs> um, <sighs> so we've had some really scary shit happen. And I mean, we've been so lucky. He does a great job with it. And um, he's rescued anything that's ever, you know, that we were questionable. Worried. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, you should tell that story about the what you're drinking, actually. <laughs> is it? He's got the money pause. Yeah. Black IPA. Yeah. I don't think you guys are going to convert me. No. I'm, I'm being honest. I'm not saying it's a bad beer. It's a, like, trust me. You'll hear, if you ever listen to any of my episodes, I always tell people I have a shitty palate. I've read, my palate's not really that good. <laughs> I mean, you know, well, it is the I last think people are like, you're, it's you do a podcast and you don't, uh, you, don't you, you know, you're, you don't know you anything about a, beer, they man. They should be like, you, no, it's usually you have a podcast. You should know, right? And I'm like, no, because I taste them like, that's my worst thing now working at a craft beer bar which is still fairly new to me it's like when people are like what's good <laughs> like uh, to me or you like you know I, it makes me nervous it makes me like nervous to give recommendations like, i know the easy stuff i can give you but to like you gotta give me more than yeah you gotta ask them you know, what they like that's like, the number what, one what thing what do you usually gravitate mm-hmm. towards you know like right. I, don't, I don't know <laughs> I, I don't know i don't you know. do you tell me what's your favorite thing i'm like that's when you give them a new england hate it yeah. yeah that's what usually happens but honestly but it works well, that's because the half the tap list is new england so. the thing about beer is that it's extremely subjective extremely i don't care nobody nobody can tell you that like something is objectively bad it's not possible not possible with beer What's the goal of a black IPA? That's what I want to know. Oh my God, I can tell you. Yeah. Oh, let, let Kitty what, say <laughs> She'll tell What you. makes it the best version of a black IPA? What should I be getting off of this? Because to me, this is not a bad IPA. It's not a bad beer. It's not a beer that I don't like. Does what it excites good, me but I'm like, about am I missing it something? is that I really like malty beers, but I also really love IPAs. So when we have that on tap, it's always my go-to because I can't decide if I want a malty beer or if I want an IPA. And then he just balanced it so well. It's it's both things for me. So I always gravitate towards that. When I get black can- IPAs, usually they're usually more, uh, I get more um, like offensive flavors on it. And this is almost just like neutral to me. So it's you know usually what I mean. It's, it's too roasty, I think. Like, yeah, usually. like yeah, I'm yeah. Si- I'm sitting in the middle, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because I don't understand what the goal is with the black IPA. <laughs> be sitting in the middle. It's, uh, well, then good, you hit your goal. <laughs> so maybe it's, you did convert me. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like it's uh, a pleasurable you're, you're beer. To be able to, good. You're supposed to be able to taste some of the roasty characters that you would out of like a porter or a stout or something. Um, but then to be able to get some like some bitterness from the hop character, not necessarily bitterness from you know, like the roasted malts, if you have too much of it, but coming out of the hops. And like what I used was, uh, it was Eldorado hop hash for the hops. What the hell is hop hash versus hop? Hop hash? Hop, cry, hop hash? Like cryo you know versus hash? pellet hops. You don't, you don't know hop hash? <laughs> no, uh, after they pelletize. Gotta talk to the dealer here. What's up? After they pelletize all the, all the hops uh, okay. for packaging. Literally, the excess, they, huh? Yeah, it's literally everything that's it's on the, the machine or on the floor. It's the sawdust. They just like pack it up. It's, not, it's, it's the sawdust of hops. Yes, yes, it is. is. No, it is. I was, just, I, I was just listening to Rogan the other day, and he's talking about those uh, Yoder grills and like the you know the grill the the Traeger grills, and they use the the sawdust from sawmills. You know, yeah. like it's basically the excess bullshit, and they compress it together, and that's what you cook it with. Like oh, that's yeah. what this sounds like to me. It sounds like yeah, it's, they compress those pellets together. You get the sawdust off the pellets. That's so the last thing I read was like they just take everything off the machine, whatever's on the floor, and they yeah, like, just mouse turds included. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. obviously. Well, yeah, because you know I would hope <laughs> that whoever's pelletizing our hops has mouse turds all yeah, over. Yeah, you floor. can't you can't make a good black IPA without mouse turds. So obviously <laughs> you're doing the black. right thing here. That's what makes it <laughs> yeah. black. 
<laughs> the opinions of Wolfden Brewery are not those of the. No, <laughs> right, right, no. Man. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go venture to say the people that are packaging your hot pellets are are pretty clean. Yes, I hope. of course. I hope. I would hope. <laughs> Less they're in the cellar here isn't where hot, the ghosts live. Isn't yeah. hot hash more expensive than regular? Or no. Uh, not necessarily. No. Depends on what kind you get. Cryo uh, sometimes cryo it's so, so hop hash can be more expensive because it does have more oil in it mm-hmm. uh just like cryo hops is cryo weird in the fact that like because anytime anybody explains cryo to me i'm just like i don't get it because you're basically paying the same amount eventually but you're using less but right because it's like double the price but you're using less so that th- to me what, what i've been explained to is that less vegetal matter less absorption more right. yield right Okay, good. See, I'm yeah. as stupid as I think sometimes. No, yeah. Usually, and, I'm, I assume that I'm the so dumb one, uh, and I try to just listen. But yeah. and for, I mean, it's not a big deal for me, but for some people, I can see, uh, you know, it takes up less space too. You know, to have oh yeah, eleven yeah. pounds Storage, of yeah. you know eleven pounds of uh, cryo citra. You know. Have you been paying attention to like that arcane out in uh, New York? The arcane, the oils, like the distilled hop oils, and that. I have not, but oh I'm going to look into it now. Stop, dude. It's crazy. Uh, Hot Butcher and Pipeworks are the ones I know have used them. They've come in from New York, and they bring these. And they're like they're like clear liquid vials of, you know, they're like this, you know, tiny mm-hmm. milliliters of liquid. And from what Justin over at Hot Butcher told me, like, basically, if you took an eyedropper and dropped the drop into a six-barrel a six barrel IPA, it'd be like a full you know, dry hopping or something on a, on a beer. But they, you know, I, I think they were nervous with it. They kind of, they supplemented basically. They used the arcane oil, but in very, very safely. And well, then, yeah. and then, you know, supplemented with like big dry hoppings of citra, you know, they, you know sure. something that they knew was going to be. But like Pipeworks did Ninja versus Science, I believe, and they did it in Bombers. It was really good. So I, I, I wonder, like, if that's a future thing, if that's something that's going to be, uh, you know, kind of a regular thing or... Probably. It but sounds but you like gotta think, right, they've absorption. done with pot, which, I mean, is obviously yeah, a cousin. Yeah, right, exactly. Hop, so it's like they're kind of doing the exact same science. Also big like. in this industry. <laughs> 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 and anyway, no, but I, I saw Chris over at uh, Transient just recently. He did, uh, he did an IPA with some... Uh, it was like galaxy terpenes or something, yeah, which I, I don't know terpenes. much about terpenes, but yeah, that terpene. It, well, uh, any explanation for what that uh, terpene? Is it, it like a distilled oil or like? Well, uh, terpenes is what gives uh, like wheat its aromatics and uh, some of like that that taste. You know, is it falling so off of there? She broke it. I can see that she broke it. Yeah. Tell yeah, me more about terpenes. I'm gonna see if I can assist. Well, I don't know a whole lot about them. Well, just make something up. <laughs> I mean, all I know is that like it's added in, uh, it's added into things to make it taste or smell reminiscent of marijuana. I mean, whenever we, uh, uh, someone smokes, um, you know, like a, a a marijuana oil, you know, like in a vape pen or something, like they have to add terpenes back into it to make you feel like you're tasting and smoking is weed. That, is that what Church Street used in their... The, um, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't talked to CJ. I don't know what, what, what they used. They did, that, they did that really yeah. dank beer. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have it. I don't know. I talked to them. I wonder what they but they... Uh, who was it? Uh, crap, I can't remember the name of that place. Um, Sweetwater. Mm-hmm. They're G13. Um, that just uses... They just 
throwing a bunch of terpenes in there to make it taste like it. Yeah. Is terpenes a like a, li- a liquid form type deal or is it sure. a, Yeah, okay. I think it's just bong water. Here, here. <laughs> like potatoes. Mm. Yeah. No. Um no that, that's that's another thing though. That I had that G13. I, I don't I don't get it, but I could see why other people might yeah. might enjoy it. I don't get into that side of the world, possible. but yeah. Remember that used to be a thing though, right? Oh, yeah. That was like who like the IBU race. Remember it yeah. used to be like how freaking dank and bitter can you make your IPA? It's so and funny, and I'll look at IBUs. Now Nobody it's, uses them yeah, anymore. Now it's like, how little IBU can you fit into this? Like, IBUs are a lie anyway. For IBUs, yeah, we're like, nah, it's somewhere in the middle, you yeah. know. Do people <laughs> really ask for it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Those yeah. people need to go away. Those yeah. people, I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. They don't need to go away. Yeah, but but like, I, uh, what's your highest IBU beer? You're like, what? I don't know. Here's a hot pellet. Why don't you just chew on it? <laughs> <laughs> They're good, though. No. No, they're not. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> well, when we used to we used to come in a noon whistle like on on the weekdays. You, you used to be working there all the time. I, I yeah. worked at Hinsdale Hospital for a while, so we could sneak out of there early on Fridays and stuff. So me and my buddy would go in there, and he's not like a real big craft beer guy, you know. He he didn't care. He'd just be like, "What's the highest percent? Order me that." You yeah. know, <laughs> that was the thing. Fun fact: That's where I was born. Oh, oh, Hinsdale Hospital. <laughs> no, no, noon whistle. whistle. Oh, noon whistle. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I had, that took me a minute. I was like, Christian's house? Like, <laughs> the guy that I used to come in with all the time? Weird. No, you look familiar when you came in, so I've, I figured I knew no, you from uh, there. Yeah, but Christian, Christian is, a, first of all, he's a diabetic. Uh, he's, yeah, so, yeah, like, beer is not the greatest no. thing. Yeah, we're exactly. No. His, uh, yeah, one, his, uh, one of his girlfriend's uh, brothers one time, he's a doctor. He's one like, of his girlfriends? How no, many does he well, have? What his at the time it was his girlfriend is no longer his girlfriend anymore. But anyways, at the time when we used to come to noon whistle all the time, his his girlfriend's brother was a doctor, and he'd be like, "Where does that fit into your diabetic uh, regimen?" Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "I don't know. I just make it work. You know, yeah, it's, insulin it's makes hard. it work." Yeah, but he, he was the guy that would be like, "I don't care. Just order me whatever has the most ABV mm. in it." I'm like, right, whatever. He's a, he's like a Jameson guy. You know, he's a Jameson yeah. water type guy. That, that's what he drinks. People ask for that all the time. We're yeah. at noon whistle. I saw that all the time here. It's the same thing. People, yeah, they mm-hmm. want whatever is going to get them fucked up. IBU. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Let me have the I, the highest IBU. Remember when people used to put like 125 IBU and then they'd be like, actually the scale only goes to 100, but people would be like, 125 IBUs <laughs> on this beer. One million. Triple IPA. Yeah. 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 You're like, what? I don't think that, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> it's like indiscernible to anyone's palate past like, I don't know, what? 90? 90? Yeah. Past it's anything? Like like, yeah. yeah. Past that. Yeah, it's I not. mean, technically it can go over 100, but it's not discernible. And look anybody. at the world at this point where it's like, Give me the least bitter IPA you have. <laughs> like that's the thing now. Yeah. And try, again, not hating on it. I'm perfectly fine with it. I don't mind a good 30 IBU or hazy New England style IPA that tastes like you know Sunny Delight. It's fine. It's fine with me. People love it. And again, like you said, it brings people under the tent. It brings people yeah. under the umbrella. It introduces them to a world that, a aside fr- aside from the beer itself, <laughs> I mean. It's kind of a cool industry and world as it is because there's conversation involved. There's, like, friendship involved. Like, I always tell people, like, I don't remember the last time I was at a craft brewery where there was a fist fight broke out. Like, you know, oh, yeah. I spent a lot of time at shitty bars in my early 20s, you know. Yeah. It's like, I it, like this better. Yeah. This is, this is much better, you it's, know. It's mm-hmm. interesting because 
my dad helped uh he was like our consultant a lot for what we were doing and he has developed a lot of businesses and so they live in florida now but when he was here and he was kind of helping us through some things we would constantly tell him like oh well we don't have the answer to that but we can ask a friend that works at this brewery or that owns this brewery and he would be so weirded out by it like we have friends at flask we ask them how their plumbing works and the o'brien brothers yeah the o'brien well, and they are part of the, no the, they are the now known is, as the idiots the 40 yeah. o'brien they have their own thing now yeah. right they're yeah. just surrounded by idiots uh, awesome. the alex and all that, that that whole crew yeah they just went like ice fishing together i love yeah. it um, i was supposed to be on that trip yeah i was supposed I to go to that out. trip yeah, they had a can. They cut Brandon over at Hailstorm called me and he's like, "So, we booked the 24-person Airbnb and we now have 32 people." So, I'm he's like, "I'm sorry, but you know, they really wanted to do the podcast, but I'm like, that's fine. I get it. Like, <laughs> this is your guys' yearly thing. I'm not going to invade on that and get you guys kicked out of your Airbnb." Damn. Well, but yeah, like so we we all went over to Flask and they showed us everything that we needed to know about plumbing and what else we went there we went there with our contractor her dad our plumber and our electrician and they just like because nobody that we worked with to build this place had ever built a brewery let alone a commercial space it was a lot of like my family's uh contractors so they've been working together for like 40 years and i mean they've all, all built houses school. for a yeah, long time they're like oh this time. is basically a house we yeah. can figure this out yeah but they're they're like, old, well there's some uh, other things well. going in it yeah <laughs> but they're also old school like they just they were like wait you can ask other breweries like that's oh, right you, they're, they're like, like are you sure they're gonna give you the right information yeah. Yeah. i mean to break <laughs> some knees while we're there or <laughs> yeah. what like but my dad brought that up so often he's like i can't believe that you guys have such a supportive industry. It's crazy. I've never seen that anywhere in my life. Like it's just unheard of. Yeah, it makes me love it. You. It makes me love it so much. Yeah. There's definitely some people that aren't in the industry, which is that was like such a <gasps> moment for me where I was like, oh my god, there's people that are bad in this industry. Like yeah, <laughs> but yeah, there's mostly all awesome. I mean, yeah. The O'Brien brothers, yeah, for sure. Like the good dudes. That yeah. whole idiots crew, actually, between Workforce and Hailstorm and Moore and Transient and all those guys. like the, the fact that they're just, you know, hey, why don't you come on over, bring your contractor with you. Let's all hang out and talk about plumbing. You know? Yeah, it's amazing. And, like, Helpful. We, we have Pollyanna right down the street. You know, we talk to them about so many different things with just, like, the area and... Um, mm-hmm. I, in Noon Whistle too. I mean, they helped me with so many things. That anytime I had a question, I could ask Mike or Paul and they would help us out. So it, it's just... It's so cool to she have that. She just winked at me, Paul, Mike. <laughs> you guys suck. No, <laughs> they're awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, we had we had a lot of support and um, help along the way from different breweries. It was very cool. Yeah, it, it's it's cr- incredible the stories you hear from people that are just like you know they just shared this with me, they shared that with me. They, like, oh, they they didn't have a law in this town, and we had to write one for that town, so we gave you that to kind of base yeah. yours off of for this. Yeah. You know, the ordinances that we talked about earlier, like. Anything you can get is so helpful. Yeah. And it's cool to see other people that have gone through the same thing you've gone through because it's very unique. Look at your tap room at 340 on a Sunday, guys. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're going to have live There's music people. soon. There's people. Oh, you guys have music today, too? Four o'clock. Yeah, four o'clock. Yeah. That's awesome. Where do you set them up at? Yeah, right in front right. Of you. We put nice. jellyfish on the TV and then they high play five right in front of that. I want to high five them. Is there <laughs> other options besides jellyfish? Fireplace. Um, fireplace or jellyfish. We fireplace actually we had a review recently that we're, a bunch, we're hipsters because we... 
we actually had jellyfish on the TV for like an hour. That's the guy. That is <laughs> completely super, true. Super hipster. Guys. And I was what like, uh, jellyfish are my favorite thing to put on the TV. And yeah. I have no shame in that. Just wait till you see the jellyfish. You'll be yeah. mesmerized. What if you're it's into like, like World War II marbles? What if that, what if that was the screensaver? Like, would they complain about that? I don't know. So man. hipster. I'm they not have, like game on behind <laughs> the music. You, you should find a video of like an eagle snatching a fish off the you know, out we of do. the we pond. Play, we play um, Animal Planet all all the time. All the time. We or love planet animals. Earth. That's my move. I go I go Planet Earth 2 or Blue yeah. Planet. Blue Planet. Yeah. Blue Planet 2 on Netflix. I just let that shit play in the tap room and yeah. uh, craft yeah. it. Like, There's a new one that go. we started watching that was like uh, Moving Art. Moving or Art. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And it's just like, it's just. Isn't cool. that what the jellyfish one is? It no. may be. <laughs> it's slow TV. Slow? Oh. Slow TV is. Slow TV is good. For um, slow people, you can okay. watch no, there was one sheep getting sheared for sheep nine hours. Sh- yeah, uh, Steve, one of our bartenders here, he put on slow TV where it was train through. Oslo. It was a train from Oslo to some other city, and it was like a five-hour train ride. And it was the he camera, the, the perspective ride. from the front of the train. <laughs> And, and he raves about it. I love it. I dig it. He loves it. <laughs> He's I'm like, oh, Adam. we no. almost made it to Oslo last night. Oh. I was like, uh, put it on earlier then. I don't. But it's funny because it's it's our own Netflix. So when we go home and watch TV, it's on there. Yeah. It's, it's like on there. we'll be like, what the fuck were they watching at the brewery? This is also Train a mistake that I've made in the past. <laughs> and I let the uh, one of our regulars get a hold of the remote. And then I got home, and my wife's like, "Are you watching Hot Robot Sex on Netflix?" <laughs> I'm like, "No." Shane got the remote, and he yeah. decided to yeah. t- update yeah. all my watch lists. Yeah. Like, well, also then we wa- like sometimes we will watch really fucked up like criminal shit that you know like we're we're yeah yeah me too and yeah. like all the Ted Bundy shit yes. and like or we yes. watched a, Just a documentary on cults like we're mm-hmm. <laughs> we like Did watching you watch that the shit. Wow Wow the country I the Wow Wow country how great is that oh my god that motherfucker so that. <laughs> It's that interesting so to watch good. those that things. That shit is so crazy. And yeah. then make it makes you feel like, wow, I'm normal. Like, I'm really normal compared to this weird shit. It just shit. made me go, whoa. <laughs> like, it just made me go, those people bought a town. And yeah. then almost. Well, that one was And it crazy. was, like, working. It was, like, yeah. working a little bit, too. That one was a little bit nutty. But, yeah. it, for uh, like, we'll watch, like, serial killer stuff, stuff about sh- people in jail. <laughs> I love cops. That's probably my favorite show ever. Did you guys watch the Mindhunters? Mindhunters on there? No. Uh, we Mindhunters. one of them. My, no, Mindhunters is uh, is an actual. It's like a Netflix original. It's an actual show uh, yeah. with like real actors and stuff. But it's it's like all. Uh, it's about like Gregory uh, Speck and or wait, Speck and uh, Bundy and Gacy and all them. It's like these guys are FBI agents that go and interview the serial killers. It's like the seventies when they're starting to figure out that there's like a mentality behind these humans. Yeah. So that first season of it, it's. That awesome. sounds cool. Yeah, you guys will love it. But then man. we turn on the TV here, and it shows like everything we've watched mm-hmm. at home, and like, like how look at these wackadoos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like cults. Why are they watching cult documentaries? I assumed it was all ghost story, ghost things on there. Exactly. Just, just Netflix ghost, <laughs> ghost stuff. Totally. All right. So uh, look, I, I sidetrack us quite a bit here, but yeah. Anyways, let's go back to let's go back to Wolfden Brewing. So doors are open. Things things are fun. What was it? August. August eleventh was the opening day. Okay. Yeah. Felt pretty good. And then subsequent months later, like, what's up? Like, uh, how's it going? I mean, uh, you 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 get into awesome? you get into a rhythm where it's just like it's hard to worry about a lot of the little things. Um, you, you open the doors, you get ready to go, you push the beer, make sure everybody's happy. 
and then you know it, it's kind of slow during the week, and then it picks up on the weekend, and you it's just kind of roller get, coaster basically. Yeah, it's legit ebbs and flows. Yeah. yeah, but that that's kind of like what you get into. Where when we first opened, you know, we didn't know what to expect, so it was it was a lot more chaotic. Just people. Yeah, that's what that's what it was. Yeah. Just people. I think everywhere. my my job is a lot more marketing than I expected it would be. Um, just when we got slower through the winter months. Uh, you know, it, you kind of go into panic mode, like, oh my God, we got to make this work. How are we going to get people in we here? We need specials. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do specials. Yeah. I mean, we did specials. We started booking a ton more music, um, food trucks. You know, we, w- I mean, I've tried to do events like almost every week we try to do something. So it's been, that's been a lot, taking up a lot more time than I expected. So you think that that's working then like the events just constantly given like, it's hard to find meaningful, right? It's like, you gotta, yeah. like you don't want to just have events to have events. You want to have something oh, that yeah. means something, right? Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And then food for me too is all, not that that's anything that anyone wants to hear about, but it's just cheesy been, ass pretzels. That's the shit. It's been a struggle. Charcuterie, cheesy pretzels. What do you need? It's been definitely. Hey, there's music. See, yeah. that see, guy's like, I see microphones. He saw microphones. He was like, this. I feel comfortable. Yeah. He feels comfortable <laughs> at this point. Yeah, but no, I mean, it's it's been fun. It's just, I I guess for me, like I, I like having a routine, so I'm still trying to figure out that routine. Like, I like. I'm really like scheduled, so I always want to figure out like, okay, Monday's marketing, Tuesday's emails, Wednesday's this, you know, Thursday, whatever, inventory. Like, you know, I kind of want to get more into that, and I feel like I'd be a lot less stressed if I figured out that routine. So I'm still working my way to that. Yeah, and when it comes to owning your own small business, it's it makes it a lot harder to get into those routines too because yeah. you take each day for what it is and you figure out what it is that has to happen there's constant fires that you have to put yeah. I'd be fr- I'd be freaked out if you guys had this shit under control yeah I'd be a little more freaked out if you <laughs> no, guys had this shit I think we do have it under control this shit's easy man yeah we got it fine <laughs> everything's cool yeah you should you should pretend that's fine well, yeah there's we can't we can't run around here with a like yeah, like your heads are yeah. cut off. Like we got to make it. Look your steam. pants are on backwards, so no, I'm <laughs> hey, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> no, it's it's a it's a crazy thing. I don't think I, I I think it's cool for people to get a peek behind the curtain because most people that are going to listen to this, most people that are coming here and sit down and have a drink, are not business owners. They're probably not in the beer world, you know, for the most part, you know. It's it's kind of a cool peek behind the curtain, you know, for the people that are listening to this. Like, what goes into it, you know. It, you know, it's not like you want to give this impression of like, oh my god, it's so stressful and so terrible, and you guys wouldn't even have a clue. It's just, it's cool to see like, oh my god, they don't just wake up and pour beer out of the taps and everybody's happy. Like, you know, I mean, there is yeah, because for the heavy it, percentage of beer nerds like myself, it's like all we see is the good stuff. We we sit down and we have a beer and everything's where it should be when I walk and in and there's, there's food ready and there's a lot of effort you know, that goes into it. Yeah. It's our whole life. I mean, the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, you don't think about anything else. Yeah, (laughs) it's weird. It's weird. Like it's constant. Like you're always thinking about what. What else could we do? Yeah. What's 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 next? What what you know? What what did I forget? Like Mm -hmm. that. That's the other thing, right? Like what did I forget? What am I missing? You know. Uh, So what do you guys have planned? I I know it's it's a weird time and. uh, that January, February, like time frame and craft beer is so weird. First of all, you get people like resolutions on January. Like, I'm not going to drink for a month. You know? Yeah. They usually fall apart pretty early in January. But, uh, you know, you start to see that kind of like slow down. 
And then the weather starts to heat up. And then, I mean, for you guys, especially that patio space is going to be epic. This yeah. Summer. Like mm-hmm. You guys have, well, have built your brand a little bit more. You know, last year it's like late summer you're mm-hmm. opening. So people got to see it. It's a big thing early. But now this year you guys can really like see some, some foot traffic on that. Yeah. We can't wait for that. It's yeah. going to be great. I mean, even though we were open out there the first couple of weeks, we didn't even have grass. Yeah, we seeded the back, <laughs> not so sodded funny. it, yeah. so nobody could walk on we the literally actual. didn't have grass. We didn't, didn't. have yeah. grass. And um, we didn't have that fire pit. And But now... Like, we got the fire pit in, like, a, not even a month before it started getting cold. So yeah. we it was so... The use was so minimal. It was really sad that we couldn't have it open longer, but... Um, I think it's that is going to be a huge part of next summer or this I should say the summer. Um, we also want to get hammock, hammocks. I always say hammocks. Uh, hammocks. She said ham hocks for hammocks. a second. Hammocks. Like giant hands. Like I grew up fists. saying hammocks like, and everyone makes fun of me, so I've, I've really tried to put effort into learning how to say it correctly. <laughs> hammocks. Dedication. We're getting hammocks. Um, but yeah, no. Again, like we just want it to be very comfortable and feel like your backyard. Like that's kind of what our thought has always been about everything here. Like this is the way we'd want it to be to live in. So like we want the backyard to feel like it's your own backyard, you know, mm-hmm. like whatever you've always, we, we know so many people who have all these aspirations of like, Oh, we're going to make gardens in our backyard and have this beautiful yes. sitting area. Yeah, our so, backyard at home is shitty and boring. This I one's mean, fun. We yeah. have a huge backyard at home. Like ha- it's a quarter acre and there's literally nothing in it. Like yeah. we just never had time to do anything. I have a small garden that failed last year miserably. Um, but you know, now all my effort's going to go into this backyard. We're going to have a garden and a dog run and, um, hammocks. You can reach out (laughs) to people that you know that have done it just like the industry. Yeah. Hey, like what what did I do wrong here? Why did all my shit die? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So, I mean, we've even talked, um, this is just totally in the works right now, but we possibly are going to be working with somebody that is working with, um, kids that are disabled and they might she's going to start an after school program and um, we might have them kind of run the garden as something that like they could build yeah. on their own and community uh, stuff I yeah mean, so cool. I mean we're trying yeah. to really build in something bigger here like I said before like we, we always thought about having a garden but now like having the idea of like the kids running it is so cool you know I mean obviously we're a brewery and it's kind of hard for some people to see like, oh, why would you have like a kids after school program yeah. in your backyard? But just I mean, ingrain yourself into the community during the day another, when we're yeah. not open. Like, why not? You know, we have this huge space and it, it should be a very cool thing. So we have a lot of ideas for the backyard. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, there's, there's a lot to work with out there, too. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you're devoid of space. It's just finding the time, finding the right ideas, finding, you know. Yeah. Uh, have you guys been talking about this stuff? I mean, is it stuff that's like you have already ready and slated for these certain times of this year as the weather warms up? Or like is it events? like we're just going to no, not, not even events, just like ideas and, and philosophy of like what that what that backspace is going to yeah. be. Or it's like, we'll just let it come to us. It'll no, happen. We have a lot of ideas. Um, the dog run we definitely want to do. Um, the garden we definitely want to do because we want to use hops um, from the garden to put in specialty beers. Right. Same with Small herbs. batch stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at home, my garden, um, we we grew sage a lot. So we put sage in one of our beers. Um, we used a lot of stuff from the backyard in the beer. So we're going to try to kind of do the same thing here, hopefully on a bigger scale. I don't know how it'll work, but we'll see. 
Um, you can use that sage to burn the ghosts away. Yeah, <laughs> we could use that, obviously. no. It was a honey sage beer that we used. And actually, our neighbors are beekeepers, so we wanted to use their honey. Oh, my God. Stop. Yeah. For real? Yeah. So, we, I mean. Is there a meadery in the area, too? There's not. We need a meadery here I actually here don't now, like right? mead. I haven't found the right one You'll yet. You'll find it. You'll yeah. find it. Valparaiso, Misbehaving Meads, they've been impressing yeah, me lately. I've heard I'm not a big mead guy myself, but. I, I know there's recently. one out there. Like there's that one I'm out there for sure. <laughs> I like the fruity shit. The fruity stuff is really good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, about but, like, that's what I got so far. Yeah, but I mean, other than that, like we want to build a stage. Um, everybody always asks us if we're going to have live music outside. I love how timely that is as the acoustic yes. guitar starts to, to bleed into our conversation, yes. which I love. <laughs> So I'm a fan of live music. I used to play a little bit myself uh, at places like this. So He's amazing, yeah. by the way. He's I can awesome. already tell. He's got a ponytail. Of course he's good. <laughs> he's um, going to travel the world in, a, in like a month. And um, I was like, any day you can come in, we'll book you. So Oh, hell yeah. That's here. awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. So, but yeah, uh, other than that, with the backyard, it, hopefully it'll all happen kind of organically. We have a lot of seating out there. We have the deck. Um, and we have bags, games, so you just want to make it like a big fun backyard. Keep the people entertained. Yeah. 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 Again, like it, it all kind of centers around that theme of like the hominess, and that's kind yeah. of what I've taken since I walked through the door. I mean, I was hoping that was your guys' vision too, and it seems to be, oh, yeah. you know. We but actually. I didn't want to assume when I walked <laughs> in, but it's like that's what the overwhelming sense of just this like feeling of home, community, like. Yeah, th- this place is going to be huge. It's going to be awesome. Man. Thank uh, you. you guys are. I know you guys are young still, and you probably uh, you know like, oh shit, did we do the right thing here? Like, I'm <laughs> guessing days like this on a Sunday when you see the seats filled and and music's playing, you probably like, yeah, we did the right it thing. Feels good, it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. I have to say that our main inspiration, which we get made fun of a lot for, but whatever. Um, one of the first breweries we ever went to was uh, the Liney Lodge in the Northwoods. You know, Liney Kugels. So um, our dog. His name was Liney. We had to put him down a year and a half ago. But um, we love Liney Kugels, like, from the beginning, before the craft beer industry exploded. Right, right. Um, Big Butt Doppelbach was my number one beer always. Um, and it's kind of, like, what got me into beer, into craft beer. Yeah. So when we went to the Liney Lodge in the Northwoods, that was kind of when we were like, holy shit, we love this industry and we love this whole thing. Like, we want to do this. He looks like so. he needs something. No, he he can go while we're talking. Yeah, we we can finish up in a minute here. Yeah. yeah, no big deal. He can rock if he's ready to rock. Let him rock. It's gonna be loud. The people will like it. <laughs> people will like it on on in the background. Um, so yeah, let him roll if he wants to roll, and we can kind of start to close it down a little bit. Uh, first of all, I gotta ask, just as a dog person myself, like what what was Liney? What, what kind of dog was Liney? He was a border collie Australian Shepherd. Damn it! So um, cute. Beautiful, beautiful dog. Unfortunately, he had a lot of seizures, and after trying to get him under control for about three years, nothing we could do that would stinks. help him, and he was having them all the time, so we had to put him down. But, um, yeah, he was, he was our baby. We just got another dog. Did um, you? We did the same thing. <laughs> Paisley, we had to put Paisley down in uh, June or July, and uh, we just got a chocolate lab. Uh, she was a chocolate lab, too, but we just got a boy chocolate lab. She, he's about six months old. He's a terror. He's okay, a terror. Yeah. He's beautiful, but he's a puppy. goddamn terror. Crazy-ass <laughs> puppy. Yeah, he chews everything. Absolutely everything. So what's the puppy? What, what uh, mix? Or he's a German Shepherd, Collie, uh, possibly Australian Shepherd. I think he's more Australian. Than yeah. He's got a lot of German Shepherd in him. Yeah, but Love he's those Australians, man. Those, those are They're great beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. He's big. He's He gained about 
15 pounds since we got him a month yeah. ago. How old is he? Nine months. Nine months. So, yeah, Thor Thor's, uh, Thor had big paws when we found him. He was five months old. Got him from Naperville Animal Hospital. And uh, he's he's about seven, eight months old now, and he's 55 pounds. He's, he's, oh. he's, he's getting getting some size on him. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Get some girth. I, yeah, I, like, we, I, like a, I like a big dog. My yeah, wife's like, I want too. a big dog. I yeah. want a big dog. Now, now that I've been working more nights and stuff, she's like, I want a big dog in the house all the time. Yeah. You know? So let's find the biggest lab we can get. I love big dogs, but I don't love when they jump on you and think that they're puppies. Oh, man. I think mm-hmm. I got he hasn't wind figured it out, out of yet. me today. He hasn't yeah. figured it out yet. He jumps on the kids' faces and shit. Yeah. Like, well, they're yeah. in bed with us, just <laughs> right up there. You're three times the size. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's his name again? I mean, if anybody's listening and they can figure out what's... Brian Castillo. Brian Castillo. And you said he's leaving a tour pretty soon for... Um, he just, he travels yeah. and plays music around the world. So he's leaving in about a month. Um, we had him only a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can you come back any day before you leave? So <laughs> that's why we usually don't have music on Sundays, but he could come today. But why so. the hell not? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for, for anybody who's hearing this bleeding into the end of the podcast, just enjoy that for the last couple of minutes of the show. And uh, Brian Castillo, you said Brian. Castillo, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's, yeah find, find him. I'm sure he's got Instagram and all that stuff, too. You can, mm-hmm. Some people can find him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, any, like, any, like ph- philosophical, like, this is what Wolfden is. This is what it should be. You know, this is what we hope you experience when you walk through the door. Like, for some people that are going to listen to this, be like, oh, shit, I got to get out there, you know. Yeah, uh, I don't. I'm not pretending I have a million people to reach, but there's a thousand few people that are going to listen to this and, and say, you know, like I'm gonna go out and check this place out. You know. Yeah, I mean, for us, Wolf Den Brewing is an extension of of us, of our like she said before, of our souls, of what we. It's a reflection of what we want in a place to go and and spend time in and uh, feel, feel relaxed, feel good, you know, feel better about life in general you know it's hard in illinois yeah especially <laughs> with this weather life's hot out there for a pimp yeah uh, we, no. we like to make you feel like you're not in illinois and you, you know what and i think that's it's fairly yeah. accomplished here yeah. yeah you know a lot of this we, we got a lot of inspiration from the Northwoods. i was telling the whole story yeah. mm-hmm. from my Colorado, uh, uncle retired up in Manaqua recently yeah. and it's just i can't get up there fast enough every chance we get it's like Four year, three years now he's been there, and it's like we go try to get there two, three times a year. It's just the best relief, uh, yeah. you know. Drive up fifty one to Wisconsin, and it's like I love Wisconsin. Well, and then there's a Rocky Reef, a Joliet guy owns a brewery. It's six hours north of Joliet, you know, and up in uh, Woodruff, Wisconsin. I get out there and go hang out when we're out there fishing with my uncle. It's ten minutes away from my uncle's uh, lake house. So mm. It's great. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the inspiration is not lost. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Good. very cool. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. So no, okay. you took it from Colorado, and yeah, you know. And it, it, again, it's like we love beer. We love making beer. We want to put out the best stuff that we can. But for us, it's more of the experience for people who come here. Like, do they want to come here just because it's like, you know, the next? We have like the next big thing, and then. And then it's over and they go somewhere else. Like, no, I want people to come here because they want to come to the place and enjoy all the beer and then keep coming back. You know, I don't want to be known uh, for, you know, what's the next trendy thing. You know, and that's why we do so many different styles of beer, a lot of older styles, um, more traditional things. Um, just because it's, it's about 
it's about tasting like where beer came from and 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 this is who we are this is what we want it to be have like a little respect for the old and and you know you probably admire those styles probably got you started in you know in in, in the place that you're at now i think the first beer we ever brewed was the brown right uh, the first beer we ever Access? brewed was an no. The or that was the beer, first all grain. Yeah, yeah. The first, the first beer we ever brewed was an amber, yeah. and then we went from that to an Oktoberfest. I started backwards in my beer journey. I, <laughs> my dad always used to drink Killian's, <laughs> so I started Irish red. Jer- I started very young drinking Killian's, and then I went to Big Butt Doppelbach, and then I slowly made my way back to IPAs. And sours and everything else, but I kind of started backwards, and I yeah. never ever went through the Bud Light phase. No, it's good. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> Keystone was strong in my life at one point. No. <laughs> no. Shame to say it. I would also say that I was inspired um, just being in corporate my whole life. I wanted to create a business, not just for the customers but for people to work at that they like coming to like people i wanted the people to work here to feel like they could be happy working somewhere and like be excited to go to work yeah, because we wanted we wanted this to be able to start a family you know this is what we use to have a family mm-hmm. you know the, our employees we treat them like family um, and they all feel the same and way. And they all feel the same way. We, you know, they reciprocate that. Or so that's think. a great feeling. No. <laughs> they seem like they feel yeah. <laughs> They seem pretty cool. Even ones uh, that aren't working are here right now. Exactly. <laughs> like the people, How many people do you guys have working here right we now? We have uh, six employees. Six employees. And oh, they all, I mean, a lot of the a lot of free time that they have, they, they come back here. here and they spend it here. It's awesome. What was it, yeah. Friday night? All of them were here. Yeah, gonna, Friday, again, yeah. it has crazy. that <laughs> It has that feel to it. You know, like a place I just want to go to. Yeah. You know, just a place want to hang out yeah. um have you guys felt like you've gotten traction with the area like are, are there still how many how often do you get people like i didn't even know you guys were here like, i didn't know you were yeah, open we still like, get that yeah. we still get it but it's we impossible do have, to avoid no <laughs> but we do we have plenty of regulars here that are like in the neighborhoods yeah. surrounding uh which they're is a awesome. great thing yeah our regulars right. are awesome they promote the hell out of us they are they're just amazing yeah it's crazy because you uh, you love that, and then at the same time you're like you don't just want to be a neighborhood, you know. You want to you want to be you want people coming from other places too. So yeah. it's like finding that balance is you know. But the regulars always seem to have that place in your heart, you know, yeah. that kind of like emotional yeah. that romantic feel to them. Uh, yeah. So you guys obviously are already seeing that early on here. I mean, what, what are we trying to do the math here? I'm not good at it. It's like six months, six months. so yeah, somewhere yeah, in that ballpark. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty great place. Um, is there anything you guys want to leave people with before we sign off and let the dulcet tones take take part? <laughs> I just hope you guys come check us out and experience it for yourself. And, you know, I hope you like us. We, we really try to pay attention to every detail to make it feel comfortable for people. So I hope that shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll see it visually when you walk through the door. And just from everything from the wood to the craftsmanship to the build out. I mean, everything. Um, anything you guys want to like throw out there? Uh, weekly things that you do, like what you, you know, like everybody does like yoga and you know all the different things. That um, you we're see gonna out, have like goat yoga in the summer. I better mark my have words. Better out we there. We will have goats. Puppy yoga might be we, cool oh too. Oh yeah, we could do that. Do. That's probably. I don't easier think that'll work, yeah. that, but it won't, wouldn't work as well with goats. <laughs> I actually think that is a great idea because I'm kind of scared. I can't find anyone with goats right now, but I'm gonna. Oh, you'll keep find someone. On it. You'll There's find somebody out there. No, I'm gonna put it at the front of the podcast. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put. If anyone. 
Only as goats. Paul Wolfden Ruin. No, I mean, like, we have our specials every week. So Tuesdays, we have dollar off beers. Uh, on Wednesdays, $2 off flights. Uh, Sundays we have two dollars off crawlers, four dollars off growlers. So we tr- we try to do something. Yeah. I'm gonna special. take you up on those crawlers. It's Sunday, yeah. right? I'm yeah. gonna have to take yeah. some home. And we just started doing empanadas every Friday, which are fucking delicious. Explain the empanada to people. Tell them what the empanada is. It's a fluffy little pastry filled with happiness. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Meat two for, two and for happiness. Five. Two for uh, five. Two for five. Two for five. five. Uh, we have live music every week. Um, yeah, almost usually, every Saturday. Yeah, usually we'll have either a, a food truck or some other kind of restaurant here uh, doing food. Okay. Um, we always have a food menu, small food menu. Yeah, yep. you get your pretzels, what charcuterie plate we talked about. What else? What yep, else? Chicken tenders, uh, Chicken tenders. Chicken tenders, corn dogs. Popcorn. Popcorn. Pringles. <laughs> so, I mean, you don't, yeah, that's the shit right there. <laughs> Seriously. If I can get, you got sour cream and onion or what? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. What, like, what, what's the core Pringles? You're carrying yeah, regular, regular barbecue, we sour cream. Oh, no, we got regular, regular. What? Don't you hate on barbecue <laughs> like barbecue ain't shit? She just looked at me like, "Fuck barbecue, She's cheese bitch." Never been into barbecue <laughs> anything. Love me some barbecue. Although Steamboat Barbecue was here last night and they were oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. I'm kind of obsessed with this guy right now. By the way, I'm not yeah. even paying attention to you guys anymore. I'm just listening <laughs> yeah. to him saying. He's so good. <laughs> yeah, his voice is, is beautiful. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. I, all right, you guys like you guys made this. Again, to your craftsmanship, you've crafted a perfect two-hour podcast. Like usually, people, it's always random. Two hours and twelve minutes. You guys are about to hit exactly Damn. two hours on point. Well done. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank yeah, you. no. Thank you for coming. I, no, thank you guys, Chris and Katie. I really appreciate it. Anything you want to leave before we 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 hit stop and enjoy some music? Mm-hmm. No, cheers to you guys. Cheers. cheers. Love thank your you. spot. Thank you. All right, we're out of here.